Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. The phones are open if you want to join us. And the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. Coming up, the World Economic Forum has eight predictions that they made. Apparently, back in 2016, oh, yeah. Conan, you've got you've dug that list up, and we're just going to take a look at it and see how those predictions are coming along. Because we know the World Economic Forum is one of those groups of power mongers, powerful all, elite that yeah. think they know better than the rest of us. And, and of course, they had the vision, the sort of famous line that you also um, brought up again here to talk about tonight, Conan. The uh, idea that you'll own nothing by the year 2030, and you'll be happy. That's what they tell us. If they have their way. And it seems to me that when it comes to the millennials and the Zoomers, uh, some of them, uh, they love to tout how happy they are living in their little their little apartments and they rent everything and you know they are living you know they usually these are urban urbanites that live in i mean with a lot of these people that that's just sort of like a coping mechanism right mm-hmm. i mean they're lying they, to themselves yeah this is the whole tiny house movement argument that i hate i cannot stand tiny houses you know how i feel about it well yeah. before we get into <laughs> the depressing world economic forum stuff or maybe it won't be depressing i don't know I, we'll, we'll see how they're predicting like i said like along. i said some people are lying to themselves and they're, and they're convincing themselves that living in a little pod and eating bugs is good. (laughs) We do have a little bit of good news that that I want to share with you here. There's been some very interesting uh, polling numbers that we've been sharing over the last couple of nights. And one of them recently was that the trust in the Supreme Court, this was a, a few nights ago that we shared this one, Right after you guys finished up at Forkfest, I think was the night we came back. Uh, trust in the Supreme Court has dropped to, I believe, an all-time low since Gallup has been asking the question. Uh, and it is down to about 25% of Americans have either a great deal or quite a lot of trust in the Supreme Court as an institution. But I found myself asking while we were discussing that, well, what about Congress? What about the rest of them? You know, how bad are they doing? Because we've certainly seen Congress go down to the single digits in the past. Where are they at now? You mean as far as the, like congressional approval rating? Isn't Correct. It, isn't that it's always like, like, like 10%? Yeah. Isn't that always in like 10 to 20%? Yeah. And it's lower than 10 now. So that's the other good news <laughs> that I, I wanted to bring you tonight. And yet here. 99% of these people, I don't remember the exact statistic, but almost all of them will be reelected. That is probably also a true statement. But that said, uh, the Gallup survey looking at what they call confidence in major U.S. institutions has come out. And basically every single category has dropped multiple percentage points in just the last year alone. So looking at Congress, it is at the bottom of the barrel of all the different things they ask people about. And they've got like over a dozen different categories here. Congress is at the bottom. Last year, it was a 12% approval rating <laughs> uh, or confident, confidence rating. This is how much confidence they have. So only t- so just to be clear, clear, it's 12% of Americans have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence. Uh, so there's two different categories together. Only adds up to 7% now here in 2022. So dropping from 12% 
to seven percent. Imagine this is like cockroaches. Yeah, imagine this is like a restaurant, right? And you have like a seventy, a seven percent confidence that they're going to get your meal correct, right? Out of business. You would have been. You would have been out of business many, many years ago. None of long time ago. None of us would go to that restaurant, and yet Congress continues unimpeded with their seven percent trust rating. So there's other things they asked about in this survey. It's not just government. They asked about sort of generic categories like television news, down from 16% to 11%. 11% of Americans have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence. See, those numbers are still news. too high, though. Ten, still, that's better in, than I would expect. One in 10 Americans still trust the news? Yeah. What? How? Well, have they not been paying any attention whatsoever through COVID-19 and the regurgitation of state lies? They still have a lot of old people. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they've got a demographic breakdown here. I have not gotten to that part of the survey. Just looking at the overall, just the drop between last year and this year, uh, you've got, by the way, the, the average, according to Gallup, this is a Gallup survey, the average in U.S. institutions, all of them together, is at a new low. So all of these things that I'm about to go through this list, I'll tell you all of them here because it's all pretty interesting. Uh, Big business. I'm going from the bottom to the top. Okay, So Congress is at the bottom. TV news just above Congress at 11%, 7% for Congress. Big business holding on with 14% of uh, people in the United States, but down from 18 last year. What do they mean by big business? Mega corporations, right? Like Walmart's Walmart's and those those Okay. Uh, the criminal justice system. See, that should be at the that should be at the lowest. Like if the no, you still have too many blue lives matter. Yeah, not but that the, many though. With uh, now the, the blue lives are going to come later. Okay, they're they're still toward the top. That's a whole. So other, they have trust in the criminal justice. They have trust in the police, in the police. but not the criminal justice yeah, system. That's right. Okay, so they, they're just dis- clueless. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Not very con- uh, not very good continuity here as far as people's line of thought, but. I'll take what I can get, okay? Sure. And so going down, by the way, six percentage points in just the last year, the criminal justice system at 20% in 2021 and now uh, 14% in 2022. Again, people with either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in that. Newspapers, which are dying anyway, down from 21% to 16%, so a five percentage I can count, point drop. I can count the, the people who get newspapers on my route on one hand. Wow, your mail route. On my mail route. I mean, it's just it's it's dead. More people, more people get People magazine than they get newspapers. Amazing. The presidency just above newspapers at twenty three percent, down from thirty eight percent. So, of all of the changes, of all the drops that these different categories have seen, the presidency saw the lar- largest drop, down fifteen percentage points from thirty eight to twenty three percent. Is this year over year, or are they? This looking- is just last year to, okay. to this year. That's it. Uh, See, I would have expected it to drop down as soon as Biden took office because Trump, despite all of his failings, he was not a babbling inco. Well, he was a babbling incoherent lunatic, <laughs> but he was not. But he was a funny babbling incoherent lunatic. Yeah, he wasn't senile. That's that's what I'm looking for. The U.S. Supreme Court, just above the presidency, as we mentioned, down to 25 percent, which is, I believe, a record low for the Supreme Court. Uh, large technology companies, so Facebook and Microsoft and mega big tech corporations like that, uh, at a 26% say they either have a great deal or quite a lot. And yet everyone uses them still. Yeah, and they don't, it's, this is kind of like government. I mean, they look at these lows. Look at this. Like you said, Arya, I mean, 
if if any restaurant behaved this way, they would have gone out of business. But these people, they 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 hold in there. I can understand t- Facebook. I mean, no, I mean, everyone's going to say they hate Facebook, and, and then they're still mute, on and they're it. still on it, looking at cat memes. I mean, Microsoft though. I mean, Windows dominates the PC sphere, and it's not going away anytime soon. As much as I hate Windows, you know, there mm-hmm. are things that I need to do that require me to use Windows. So okay. it's like, well, you I, can use their product without having trust in them, right? Okay, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> uh, banks. Next up on the list, I don't know if I mentioned, large technology companies are at 26% down from 29%. Again, this is the amount of Americans who have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in these institutions. Banks with 27% down from 33%. Organized labor stayed steady at 28%. Uh, That's the only one that didn't drop down. Organized labor? Yeah, so labor unions. I'm still trying to figure out how to help anyone in the United States that was born after 1980 has any faith whatsoever in banks. It's one out of four, basically. They've just screwed us over our entire lives for the last 40-something years. I guess, yeah, but, but your local credit union, where your money, where you where you got your checking account, I've never been screwed over by them. I have I have pretty good faith in my, even though they went big tech a couple of years ago, they they merged with a bigger bigger entity, which I didn't care much for. I've I've never been screwed over by my credit union. I don't know if I would consider a credit union to be a, a bank. bank. I mean, they but, but they, they, but they, they are. serve the same purpose, but they, they have different rules and they Their different methods different. of operating. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's a good question, and we're not. It's not clear if they also. I think people are just they're get they're answering the phone. They're going down the list real quick. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with these people or not? Everyone's everyone's just mad right now. I mean, these numbers might be bad, not because they actually even know what the answer means. They don't. They just hear Zuckerberg's a bad dude. I hate Facebook. They're on Facebook. I hate Facebook. I mean, everyone's gonna. Everyone's mean right now. Everyone's in an angry situation. Well, we're gonna go to the top of the list here. Banks are a little more than halfway up the list. So, uh, organized labor will tell you what comes next here as we get closer to what category is at the top. You want to guess? You guys want to take a guess? Cats. Everyone loves their cats. <laughs> no, these are institutions, Conan. <laughs> cats are What's an institution. The top institution. I'll give it some thoughts. All right, more coming up here in moments. You can join us as well. It's Free Talk Live. Yeah! It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show here talking about Americans and their confidence in major U.S. institutions. We're not just talking about governments here, also corporations, banks. Uh, We're going to get to some of the other ones like the military and the police. Unfortunately, they're at the top of the list. Yeah, I was was just going to say that. Yeah, not a lot of consistency here in Americans' beliefs. So, like, for instance, the criminal justice system, Americans say, 14% 14% of them say they have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in that particular institution, down from 20%. So I'd like to see those numbers going down. I would like to see the inverse as well. Like, how many of them have absolutely no faith in these institutions or mm. are convinced that these institutions are hopelessly corrupt or hopelessly evil? Apparently, they were not given the option of no faith. According to the okay. study, the options were either a great deal, quite a lot, some, or very little. However, I don't have that data in front of me right now, but that is an interesting sure. question. Uh, we'll get into your calls as well. Don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. Just go to social.freetalklive.com for our social media site. If you're sick and tired of big tech corporations, like uh, most of America at this point, point, only 26% saying that large technology companies have their confidence. 
if you're sick of it and you want to use an alternative, we've got our own social media site. It's social.freetalklive.com. Let's go to David calling us, listening in Fort Smith to KFPW. Go ahead, David. Yeah, you kind of touched on it when you said that there's people that say they hate Facebook, but yet they're still on it. Yep. And with Congress's low rating, you know, there's an old saying, everyone hates Congress, but loves their congressperson. God. Yeah, this is true. And, and so why, they, why, and why do people love them? If, if by the way, even if they can even name their congressperson, lot, most people don't know yeah, their, their city council members of mm-hmm. their own little town they live in, let alone their congressman, well, congressperson. Well, I can't they, name any of those yeah, things. They go to, Go ahead, when they go to vote, they go to vote, and then what they see on the top of the uh, on the top of the ballot is incumbent. So it's the person already in office. Oh, well, if they're in there, I guess they're doing a good job. Yeah, that that and so, whether it's a D or an R next to their name. Does it list incumbents yeah. on yeah. ballots? I didn't there think There may be so. some states that do. I don't know. That's a good question. I, ours does in Arkansas. Wow, that's amazing. And, uh, but I, I called, I mean, you know, my two senators uh, are Tom Cotton and then uh, Bozeman. And... Uh, you know, I called Bozeman's office not too long ago because I kept getting these flyers in the mail before the election that that had him in all the camo gear and everything. You know, duck hunting and how did that go? I called his office. Huh? How did that go well, when you I called? Him, well, it went pretty. You know, it, you know they kind of have the scripted answers. I didn't get to speak to John Bozeman himself. Of course not. I spoke to one of the staffers and and of course I told him and and said, hey, here's the deal. You know. I, I get it. You're a congressman. You're a senator from Ar- for the state of Arkansas, and everybody in Arkansas likes to hunt. You got a, you know, you got a bunch of rednecks down here, but you know, some of us do know that the Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting. It's got everything to do with being able to resist a tyrannical government, and it says that government is not supposed to infringe on our rights. And we should have a well-powered militia. And uh, anyway. So, so basically you called the congressperson, a staff member answered the phone. You told them your thoughts on, you know, the right to bear arms. And they said, thanks for your comments. And then hung up the phone, right? That's pretty much how it went. Pretty much. Yeah. But it was funny because I told him, I said, you know, I, I said, here's the thing about Bozeman this year in this election. I said, how come Tom Cotton is campaigning for Bozeman? How come Sanders, uh, um, that the governor governor is campaigning for Bozeman? How come it is that all these other people are campaigning for Bozeman? I want to hear from Bozeman. And is Bozeman a Republican or a Democrat? I don't know anything about these guys. He's a Republican. They're they're both Republicans. Well, I mean, wouldn't the Republicans campaign for each other? I mean, that seems pretty standard, right? I mean, mean, look at all the the people Trump is uh, uh, touting about. Well, you don't normally see that, you know, and in, 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 I say, you know, it's a state election for a national representation, right, with, with the House of Representatives and Senate, but I, it's, I, I've never seen it like that before. Bozeman is the senior uh, representative, the senior senator. He's been in the Senate longer than, than Cotton has. But You're saying it's unusual. You feel like it's unusual for all these other Republicans to be campaigning for the guy that's been in the longest. Is what you're saying? Well, and not necessarily the longest, but what I'm saying is, 
I want to hear I want to hear Bozeman tell me why I need to vote for Bozeman instead of Tom Cotton. Well, you know he's just going to lie to you too. So I mean, <laughs> it's not like it's going to yeah. make any difference. But, but, but Tom Cotton, I believe, has seemed more favorable than than Bozeman. I see. So you and, think they're putting him out as the front man? I mean, Tom Cotton is this. definitely a name that I've heard of, and I've never heard of Bozeman. Right? Tom Cotton has made a name for himself. I, I would suggest that you know. He's not a good senator by any means. There's I no mean, good senators. I mean, maybe true. Rand Paul. Maybe. Well, on some days. Well, you, yeah, yeah. Rand Paul. Uh, you know, he'll he'll throw it right at Fauci and and all these other guys. I, I love watching Rand Paul get in. David, thanks for the call tonight. I do appreciate your thoughts. I appreciate your your you reaching out here tonight. Uh, the number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. He had called and he's I don't I don't need to go on the air. I'm like yeah, we'd like you to go yeah, on yeah, the yeah. air, please. <laughs> That's kind of what we do here. Let's go to Stephen in Georgia, also calling from the south. Uh, what's going on down there, uh, Stephen? Um, not a whole lot. Yesterday, people were like, oh, we all hate the government. And now they're just like, we love Margaret Taylor Greene. Oh, oh, God. So it's about the same as it always is, right? So it's the same thing you're pointing out, is that they hate Congress, but they love their congressperson, yep. right? Well, so... Um, well, I don't. Area, I, I hate Marjorie, my congresspeople. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene um, is kind of like, she's trumping in a skirt, mm. right? <laughs> um and, and a whole lot more annoying with no business experience. Um, but she, like I live in, or she lives in my district rather. Um, and she's a pretty hateful individual. Um, and I don't know. I just, I hate her, but here's my prediction for your, the top of your list. Or here's what I think to be the top of your list rather. Mm. Um, the secretary of state, Flash the CIA DIA. Just to clarify, you're referring to the list we started the show out with, which is a Gallup yep. survey of Americans' confidence in major U.S. institutions. They don't really get, to, I would say, as far as specificity, we we don't get anything more than just the police. So the yeah, CIA should, isn't really intelligence agencies should definitely be on that list because. I mean, I think that would be curious. Yeah, it would be an interesting result. Espe- especially considering here. all the the, uh, uh, the 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 TV programming that's on right now. Oh, we yeah, got the, the we got the, uh, the 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 secret agent. Who's this? What's this? What's this? Jack Reacher. That's the one. Jack Reacher. That's it's. They've redone him, and he's a new. Ne- it's Netflix. Okay, I think it is. Jack Ryan. Uh, CIA. Wasn't he like? This is this is a whole. This is another character. Okay, different Jack. Yeah. Girl named Jack. But yeah, people love those shows. Sure they do. And they're straight propaganda. Yes. And like literally li- edited by the CIA. Li- and liter- the no, literally, yeah. yes. You're, yeah. Mocking Project Mockingbird is is still good to go. Ongoing. Uh Steven, I don't know if you got to the point you were trying to make, so stand by. We'll uh, we'll bring you back for that. We still have about six more categories, I think, here that we haven't touched on as far as what do Americans believe? Are they confident in these major US institutions? Overall, not so much. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. 
thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open and you can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. Before we get into the World Economic Forum and their likely depressing predictions that Conan is going to share with us coming up, we got the good news that we've been talking about here with Americans. Not being very confident at all in major U.S. institutions. Burn it down, people. It's time. I don't think they're quite to that point yet, but certainly they are frustrated with Congress uh, weighing in with just 7% of Americans saying they have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in that institution. And uh, big business at 14%, newspapers at 16%, presidency at 23%, Supreme Court 25%. All these numbers are down, by the way, from just 2021. So in just a year's time, many of these organizations or these institutions have lost several percentage points. Some, like the presidency and the Supreme Court, have lost double digits of percentage points in just the last year and we'll go we're, we're working our way towards the top of the list and i asked you guys earlier what do you think the top of the list what is the institution quote unquote teachers that uh mm, that one's coming up kind of we'll, public we'll public, public education in general yeah, public mm-hmm. schools is coming up not by i mean these people i'm assuming attended public education so they don't necessarily see the problems with it that's, but, that's a good point. But I will also predict that their numbers are down this year as well. Everything's down, except, except for uh, organized labor. Yeah, that's yep. uh, flat at a zero. They, uh, their belief, belief in organized labor is flat at 28%, uh, totaling saying that they have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in that. But we'll, we'll finish up the list here in just a moment. Uh, Stephen is on the line in Georgia, and you had some thoughts you wanted to share. Go ahead, Stephen. So as we uh, gear up to get into World War Three here, um, question for you guys. Can you think of any time that we've gone to war with a country, like we've attacked them or they've attacked us, where 20 years or 40 years beforehand, we didn't give them weapons and training? <laughs> mm. Um well, I'm not real. Uh, uh, I don't understand the. I don't know what was going on 20 years in Vietnam or previously. I, that would be. Uh, but someone was someone was giving them arms. Wasn't the French the, involved? I think in the French, Vietnam? yeah. Which was probably it probably using our money. I mean, I think I know where you're going we, with this. And... Go ahead. We trained. You have to remember, in World War II, we trained the Vietnam and the Vietnamese and the Koreans. Um, as a backup plan to fight the Japanese Well, I didn't train them. Well, yeah. None of us were alive at the time. But, I mean, that's how the war machine works. I mean, it is just a... It's supposed to be continual. It's supposed to be never-ending. We're always at war with Eurasia. Uh, and uh, and there's always there's always a country to, to be training, to be sending armaments to, and, and our specialists going over there and training them how to use it. And then, if cross our fingers, if we do... If we... If we if we play the cards right, we'll be fighting them in 
in, in 20 years and no one will remember yeah. that we trained them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's I don't think that's that, a great uh, point. I mean, it's it, definitely it, Ukraine right now, right? That's who the U.S. is arming, and that's who they're training. Give it 20 more years, and mm. the United States will be fighting Ukraine. Let's hope the United States doesn't yeah. exist in 20 more years. But yes, I hope not. If the, if the pattern holds, then Th- that Does anyone even true. remember six months ago, Ukraine was a bad place? Yeah, that's right. And, Everyone and, was, even, even the, their supporters their, in the media were coming out talking about how corrupt Ukraine is, was, is, mm-hmm. was. I don't even remember anymore. And all of a sudden, now they're the good guys. Stephen, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the the point you tried to make there, and uh, definitely appreciate hearing from me. The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, so back to the story here from Gallup. This is their poll that they've been doing, by the way, since 1979. And so when you look at the numbers they've been giving us here so far have just been one year to the next. So we've been looking at the drop that uh, they've seen from 2021 to 2022 i want to see those 79 numbers i want to see the drop from 79 that'd be really neat they're not giving those for all the categories but the drop overall i do have that Mm -hmm. uh 1979 it was 48 percent of americans have confidence this is the average confidence this is adults in the u.s who have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence across the institutions so the average of all of those institutions in 1979 it was 48 percent that has dropped Every well, not year, every year, but overall, in the last fifty years uh, or forty forty uh, something years, is dropped down to twenty seven percent now. So it's dropped over twenty percentage points from where it was. Interesting. Uh, a few decades ago. So so even fifty years ago, forty uh, forty mm-hmm. forty something, something years, years ago, ago um, people were not confident in U- U.S. organizations, All the institutions, average together, correct? Less than half. Uh, and so, yeah, and now it's worse than ever with so far when we've been going through this list and we've gone through more than half of them, uh, just bare, most of them have less than a quarter, I would say, or close to, uh, less than a quarter of, of people are confident. You got the U S Supreme court in, in at 25%, the presidency at 23%, newspaper 16, criminal justice system at 14% and big business at 14 television news, 11 and Congress at seven. So continuing in the, going up the list here. We've got the public schools at 28% with either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence, Mm. uh, down from 32%, so 4 percentage point drop there. And again, they don't break out teachers per se, so let's just presume that's all wrapped in there. Uh, Just above the public schools, the church or organized religion. Interesting. 31% down from 37% of Americans. So huh. that's a pretty big drop. And again, just one year's time. Is science and technology in there anywhere? It's not. The, but that, the medical system is here, and that's what's next on the list. At 38%, down from 44%. So the belief in the medical system has suffered in just the last year, presumably the COVID response and all the insanity about that factored in. And then we get to the top three. So we're now the remaining three categories of u.s institutions see i would have guessed military as being the top but we we sort of given it away at this point i mean i don't know if they are the top but i wouldn't have even considered them but they're close until someone else brought it up yeah i mean even the left like military for whatever for whatever reason well because they're protecting the the heroes in in ukraine the military, of course, has a ton of propaganda. We were just talking about the police shows, the police television shows. By the way, about it was all the, war movies. the two Jacks. It's Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. who is a, uh, 
What show uh, is this? He's a military. He's an ex-military uh, intelligence, and then Jack Ryan is the okay, CIA, CIA analyst, and they're both. Well, the CIA, the Jack Ryan one is gross. Mm-hmm. I can I can kind of watch the Reacher ones because it's like an ex-dude, and he's just kind of he's doing his. He's like a he's like a uh, he's like a uh, invest. He's just investigating crime and stuff, okay. and it's, it's more interesting, more believable. What show is this? Jack Ryan, Jack Reacher. That's the name that's of the, the show. That's not yeah. the name of it, right? Yeah, it is. I think. Oh, really? I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, so anyway, the police are next up on the list here with 45%. Good Lord, a, it jumps up a lot. Yeah, so a medical system, 38%. Police at 45%. Now, they're down from 51% in 2021. So uh, down uh, six points in just the last year with either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence. So it's roughly the same number as cops who beat their wives. That's how many people currently support the police. It seems about right. Those are only the cops that we know beat their wives. fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then you got the military with a solid 64% of Americans (laughs) believing in the military. Down, though, five five points. Uh, It was 69% in 2021, so 64%. But again, the military's got even better propaganda than the police do because you know military movies you generally don't get corrupt military leader storylines it's usually just the heroes going to save the uh the good guys from the bad guys right like that's that's pretty much what you get with the i don't know that there are any i don't know there are any corrupt military uh uh, it's pretty rare it's rare but but corrupt cop shows all over all over the place Uh, and of course people have interactions with the police you know that 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 taints how people feel about <laughs> about the police because you know if you've actually had a bad interaction with a cop, you're going to feel differently about the. Uh, can I, the can I tell you something? Of course, I was in the military. Yeah, that's right. Do, do you know who we all hated universally? The military, military, military police. police. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, a hats. I mean, every uh, single one of them a hats. I mean, even the military, we we knew it was up. Yeah. So there's just too much the propaganda. Suck. The military aren't occupying the streets of the United States. The police do that. So the police For get. Now. Yeah, right. Uh, so we still haven't gotten to the number one category. What is it that Americans trust greater than the military? You said cats aren't on this list. No. There's yeah. more coming up. I don't think you're going to guess this one. NASA? Uh, it's not government. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. Americans are sick and tired, apparently, of quite a few of the U.S. institutions, the bulk of them below 40%. We're on a list of, I don't know, 15 of them, maybe, from Gallup, who's been doing the survey about these institutions for something like 40 years. Overall confidence, uh, that is to say, Americans who say they have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in these institutions has dropped over 20 percentage points since the survey began in 1979 when it was 48% of Americans with either of the top two categories of confidence down now to 27%. And I know it's a- going to be obvious when you say it, but I cannot think of what the most trusted institution is it's really is a it, trick it, it's a it, twi- trick question like what about charitable organizations like the salvation army closer. or something you're getting a little closer uh it's it's kind of a trick question the number one uh most trusted most confident as far as americans confidence quote-unquote institution is small business oh okay yeah. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah. so they, they had asked about big business earlier, and big business, again, was one of the bottom three uh, at 14% of Americans having either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence. By contrast, small business 
68% of Americans have either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence which, in their neighbors. Which happen to be drying up left and right as we speak. Retiring and no one's taken over. Or they're, they're turning in the franchise, wings of a franchise or, um, you know. Have you seen that happening specifically? Because I know the uh, Japanese steakhouse is closing. Here in Keene. That's and that's a that's, that's because they were stealing their employees' right? tips, though. Oh, is that why? I didn't know yeah. anything about why. We, they, we lost our been, we lost our Keen buffet like six seven years ago. Yeah. They'd been stealing people's hours, uh, recording them incorrectly, and stealing their tips for for years now. They really? they've been repeatedly sued by the Department of Labor. Not that I'm a fan of the Department of mm-hmm. Labor, but like Kodo Steakhouse here in Keene, they were up to some really shady stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, just, that's why just, they're closed. You just never hear about. We're not losing our Walmart or our, no. our Home Depot or our Target. Has they a Walmart ne- ever gone out of business? Sure. They there, must have there, there have been populations or where there have been population decline. And, and look at the malls. Okay. And yeah, I guess population decline, like if there's no one to shop there, the Walmart is going to go out of business. We've certainly seen big boxes go out under, right? Like JCPenney, for Block, instance. Blockbuster. Yeah. Blockbuster's completely <laughs> but gone. That's, but that's a whole different argument. Uh, Sears barely exists. Kmart's down to three stores at this point. Of course, those have been outcompeted by other Correct. mega mega corporations. Uh, though small business is down from their uh, 70% of Americans saying in 2020, 20, or 2021 that they have either a great deal or quite a lot. So down two points so again uh comp- how do you not trust your local mom and pop though right i mean you just two points you is- just explained it they got this steakhouse it's stealing their 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 employees wages two points is barely statistically yeah. significant i mean that's not really even worth talking about as far as a reduction is concerned it's also the second lowest reduction on this list so again uh organized labor was flat at a zero point reduction but, but- you're right are you it's just it's part of it's just why it's the same reason people like the military it's because it's, they've been trained, they've been told by their by everyone that uh, if you're going to support anybody in the community, buy local. Well, I mean, it which is by the true. way, I hate that stupid myth. That, you know, it is don't a myth. buy local. Buy, buy the best price. Buy the best product. Buy the best service as well. Exactly. Sometimes you want to pay more to get good service, and in a lot of cases, that's what you're going to get from a local business. You will this likely true. pay more if it's the same product, but you will probably have somebody who's an expert. In whatever it is that you're talking well, about. Well, I, I am but, more interested in buying uh, the best price and the best sure. product. I don't really care if I'm buying from China. I kind of do. I mean, I, and, and just saying that, I just realized there's some, I, you know, so much crap I've bought from China that just breaks in a, you know, the first sure. six months. Um, so, but, uh, in but, general, I want the best product, right? And I, I'm willing to pay more for that if, it, if I think it's worth it. And you know, as Ian mentioned, it's the mom of, it's the local locally owned places. They they're the ones with the expert. Like when I had to buy a bike or a bicycle, I didn't go to Walmart to buy one, right? I went to there's multiple bicycle shops here in Keene. I went to the one that you know. Yeah, I think we have I, a new, I think we have a third one now. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, and I mean, they the, don't these places laugh. are all it's, over. It's, well, it's the but it's the culture. I mean, we we live in a, a very a bikeable town. A very bikeable town, exactly. Uh, but I made the mistake to go to Walmart when I bought my bike 15 years ago or whatever, and it wasn't even put together correctly. I had to return it, and then I tried again, and they failed on the second one as well. Hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't I just go to? Why am I not at a local shop? And so I did yeah. go to a local shop and got great service, and kept coming back for more than a decade till they finally went out of business. That's so, unfortunate, but I think it was just you know, dude retired or whatever, and sure. closed his doors. I don't think it was. I don't think it was because they were unsuccessful because they seemed to be quite successful. Uh, but anyway, so small business, they're at the top of the list, hmm. and there, there you have it. Overall reductions 
Uh, people are not trusting these institutions. Will this translate into anything? No. It's, it's really interesting to look at it and to cheer it on and to say, yeah, you know, go Americans. People are at least aware that there's some serious problems out there, but do they know what to do about it? No, they don't. What what and, can and, we do? What what can people do about it? Well, in my opinion, you can reject uh, the institutions as much as possible, right? Like, so some of them you can refuse to do business with. It's, it's getting easier to stop doing business with banks. Uh, for instance, you can look into alternatives like cryptocurrency or uh, gold and silver, like the, like the gold back. Obviously, things like the criminal justice system. If they want to mess with you, they're gonna, they're going to do that. Uh, Unfortunately. You can certainly avoid bigger uh, businesses. You don't have to watch television news. You can get your kids out of school. You can. That's a. That's one of the best things you can yep. do. Absolutely. And uh, you. You recently planted a garden, Aria, and yep. you're you're reaping the the benefits from that. So that's less trust in the the big mega corporations as far as providing you food. So there are some things you can do individually, but obviously the the state is the biggest problem on this list because. You know, if it's when it comes to businesses, you get you get to choose. You don't have to go to Walmart if you don't want to. You don't have to go to a local business if if you don't want to. That's that's the freedom of that choice. But when it comes to the state, they force their services so called down our throats, and they will use violence uh, to force us into their systems. It which doesn't is, matter. Which is, with the exception of the military, why it's probably the lowest on the list. Because and the police. because people realize. They don't know. They don't know how to get out of it. Nope. They realize they're stuck. They realize they're slaves. They're they're prisoners to the system, and they hate it. They hate the system, and they, but they don't know what to do about it. Yeah, they think they can vote their way out. I think. I think a lot of people still believe in sort of. They still believe in the system enough to think that they can definitely. They can make changes by just voting for the other party. Uh, but, but yeah, their their tribe. But then again, seven percent say that they've got the trust in Congress. So it's like. On one hand, they realize the problem. On the other hand, they don't know what the solution is. And they're not seeing libertarianism as the solution. At least we can extrapolate from what people did under the COVID regimes and and mandates. They seem to be, you know, doing what they are told, even though they don't trust these people. Seven percent of Americans saying they have a great deal or quite a lot of of confidence in Congress. They don't trust these people, but yet they do what they're told. And so until people are willing to stop obeying and stop doing what these thugs and these liars and these criminals are telling them to do, whether it be to obey them or to pay them or whatever hoop jumping we're talking about, they're never going to stop. Because why would the criminal enterprise stop doing what they're doing if they're getting near to complete compliance yeah, from it's the a people they train for them. I mean, they're not just going to stop the gravy train of their own accord. Pe- right. The people out there, they have to stop complying. They're going to milk this gravy train as hard as they can, yes. and that's what they're doing financially with the money printing, of course, is once they start throwing that into high gear, then there's no coming back from that. And it's just massive theft from the people that are holding uh, holding dollars. The more they print... The trillions more that they put into oh, yeah. circulation, the more they devalue the existing whatever slight amount of savings the people of uh, the United States already have. So people better wake up and they better start paying attention and thinking real hard about what they're going to do about this. And, of course, you know, the best solution that I think has presented itself and is getting some coverage as far as people are talking about it is the idea of a national divorce. And that is to say that. People who have differing belief systems, whether we're talking about abortion or gun rights or or whatever, ought to migrate. 
Instead of just complaining and protesting and making a bunch of noise and, you know, being annoying, you can just go somewhere better. You can and just protest there. And fine. Uh, because there are obviously always going to be things to, to fight about wherever it is that you go. But if you go somewhere that is more friendly to your viewpoints, you will be likely happier in that place. Absolutely. And isn't that what most people want? Don't people want to maximize their pleasure? Like beasts, don't they want to maximize their pleasure and reduce their pain? Then it would seem to be an obvious solution that if you can do that by simply moving your feet, getting in a car, getting on a bus... Uh, go hitchhiking if you have to, whatever, get to somewhere that's just more like you. It seems, though, that you know, even more than they want to maximize their pleasure, they want to weaponize the state and wield it to inflict suffering on others. Yeah, and that is ultimately why this whole thing is going to fail, because people, they can't let go of their desire to oppress. They can't let go of just allowing people to be free. They can't have that. They just want to force their views, whether it be right-wing religious views or left-wing insanity or whatever. If you want to join the show, you can. We'll get into the World Economic Forum and their predictions for the future coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. Coming up, the eight predictions the World Economic Forum made for 2030. How far are they along? They made these predictions back in 2016. Conan's got that list. We will get into it on the way. We started the show with a little bit of good news, and that is that Americans' confidence in U.S. institution is down again, down to record lows. According to Gallup's poll, with you tonight in the studio, it's Ian, Aria, and Conan. And you can join us at 603-283-6160. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. First up, Sam is in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, you were just talking about this article from Reuters about the gold back the other night. You were wondering uh, why they don't trash as much as they trash crypto. I think it's because... They actually hold gold themselves, so hmm. they can't trash it. Well, that's an interesting point. We were uh, discussing a Reuters article that was relatively positive towards things like the gold back and Glint Pay, which is another uh, gold-based payment system. Uh, that was a surprise to me because we see so much uh, trashing on cryptocurrency by the mainstream media. Not only were they positive towards gold as an alternative to the dollar, they also even, you know... It, they even spoke aloud the fact that the dollar had been stripped of its uh, precious metals backing. They told a little bit of the history. Wow, I didn't think they story. were allowed to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, so it was really strange. Um, we t- discussed it last night. But, Sam, you make an interesting point. What if Reuters actually has holdings in gold? What if some of these major institutions uh, that we're talking about... That- well, the Federal Reserve must certainly does. I don't know if that's so well, they certain. they claim to. Fort Knox, does it even exist? Well, I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, if it doesn't, it would be because they rented it to somebody at this point, I would think. I think they probably emptied those shelves a long time ago. Yeah, there's there's long been the theory that Fort Knox is empty, and I don't know what you know. I don't know what that's based on, uh, but that is that has been the theory. I'm sure there's some rationale for it, but I'm not intimately familiar with that particular 
Well, I mean, it's just like Coinbase or whoever saying they have all of this Monero, right? I mean, we we can't prove it. We can't trace it. Mm -hmm. We're just supposed to take their word for it. And this is the U.S. government we're talking about claiming they have all of this gold. Well, yeah, they could prove it by auditing themselves or having a third party come in and audit. And they don't do that, do they? No. No. Audit the Fed. The last time they had a third party audit was because Eisenhower asked for it, basically. That's a long time ago at this point. Anything else you want to point out, Sam? No, I just thought it was an interesting article, and I wanted to say that I thought your observation was accurate, and I figured you might want to hear the reason why they would be talking positively about Interesting it. point tonight. Thank you, Sam, for the call. Let's talk to Major Payne in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Major. Hey. Yeah, we got a Highland Park just outside of Detroit, too, but this one in Chicago where the shooting happened. I'm pretty sure that's Lake County. You can check it on your Magic Triangle if you want to. But I just heard an update from the BBC. And uh, this kid had already been raided because probably one of his family members ratted him. But he was had like 50, 65 knives and half dozen swords and such seized from him. Hmm. But they couldn't find grounds to arrest him. And two weeks later, he went out and bought two automatic, semi-automatic rifles. And, who, just uh, to clarify, who was it that raided this young man? I don't know. They did not speculate on that. I, 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 I would assume it would be Chicago PD, not the feds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, generally you don't hear about the feds being concerned with somebody with a bunch of knives. Uh, but I don't, yeah, you don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it sounds like they questioned this guy. They found him suspicious. They questioned him. They weren't able to charge him with a crime because he hadn't done anything illegal at that point. So they, I mean, they, they can't charge someone with thought crime or, Hey, he may be, you know, he may go on a shooting spree one day. Let's arrest him now or take away his right to bear arms now. Unless that's what this is all about. You know, we keep having red flag laws, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what's going to come next. Cause you keep, you keep. All of these shooters, they have two things in common. They have, they have been known suspects, the FBI and or the whoever knew about them, mm-hmm. and they're on SSRIs. Is that true with this guy? I'm not, sh- I'm not sure about this one yet. He looks I'm, like a nutcase, though. Yeah. I mean, when you see pictures of this guy, you're like, oh, of course he's a, of course. a killer. Yeah. yeah. Major. From what I've been able to glean so far, he came from a broken home, hmm. and I would have to assume that the parent, the last parent that had any faith in him, ratted him and that's when the knives and swords were removed because the last report i heard is he had an uncle that lived downstairs so i'm thinking he lived in the upstairs attic flat of the uncle's house because the uncle actually stated i had no idea there was anything strange going on well i mean Uh, he looks pretty strange there's uh that but that's what's new i mean there's plenty of young people that look weird right so like just because you look weird doesn't mean you're gonna go on a shooting spree yeah when you're living in chicago and you're used to seeing kids with green and pink hair and bones in their noses and such you really a youtube video don't spook you thank you major for the call tonight appreciate it the number 603-283-6160 we're talking about robert cremo uh who is uh, the alleged shooter from yesterday in highland park he was a rapper who had apparently, uh, I don't know if it's a SoundCloud or what you know what system he was hosting his music on. He boasted uh, that one of his songs had millions of plays, though. I don't that's know if what I've heard. I haven't 
I, I don't want to listen to the guy's music. I, mean, I pulled some of it up. I'm not a big fan of rap anyway, and it sounds like it's probably not very good. Well, of course, it's hard to get get your hands on it because the main the mainstream Even big now? tech corporations, really? they're pulling his accounts. You know how they do it. Uh, I know, YouTube but took his account down yesterday. Th- it's silly that that impacts his music. I mean, there, there are Scandinavian death metal musicians who are like convicted murderers and stuff, and no <laughs> one's pulling their music. Yeah, it's just they don't want you to be able to do your own research. They don't want you to be able to learn your, you know, make your own uh, conclusions from the facts, from the things that this person actually had to say. Uh, what we did hear yesterday was that uh, Mr. Cremo has released some sort of a uh, manifesto, but it was encoded numerically. So they're going to have to crack the code on this thing. It's not why even release it. That what? Why? What the hell? The whole point of a manifesto is to so people can read it. Yes, <laughs> and then you release it in encoded format. That's in, that's. We're not dealing with sane people here, right? We're okay, talking about a fair. crazy person who shot what it sounds like at least two full uh, thirty round magazines at a crowd of people during. Uh, during a, a parade yesterday. But see, this is both insane and stupid. Oh, sure. Um, so he's he's in custody, by the way. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, I have not been looking for any updates on that particular situation today. Yesterday, there was some debate, of course, as to what are the beliefs of this individual. There are images of him wearing like a Trump flag or something and there's another one of him at a trump rally but then there's another picture that he posted of himself where he claims that he's a victim of mk ultra which is like brainwashing by the government essentially and further, i wouldn't be surprised claims that he's a liberal so you got on one hand he's saying he's a liberal but on the other hand he's at trump rallies with wrapped in the trump flag uh, there was somebody who posted today online claiming to be an old friend of his who worked together with him on some of his music, who claimed that he is neither a liberal nor a Trumper, that he was just a lost you know, young person, I think he was 22 years old, that he was just lost and was looking to uh, you know, align himself with something. So he so had he, no real beliefs. So he aligned himself with mass murder? Killing, yes, apparently. That's, that's strange to me. You don't get his, He's just a confused, lost young man. No, he's a murderer, presumably. Well, he wasn't when this person knew him. Okay, fair. When this person, and, and to the, the contrary point was, well, look, dude, you knew him four years ago. We don't know what happened to him in the last four years. In a young person's life, a lot can happen between age 18 and, and 22. Yeah, that's but, like a fifth of their life. But when this person did know uh, Mr. Cremo, he was someone who didn't have any particular belief system so it's possible that he has been a liberal and he has been a trump supporter and then went in a different direction completely i don't think we're going to be able to necessarily i mean uh, i used to be a communist right there you go so i don't think we're going to be able to put our thumb down on any one particular belief system until at least the manifesto gets translated or uh decoded and then we have to trust that they decoded it correctly well if it's available publicly then You'd be able to verify that. Uh, now, again, it's usually hard to find these things, so probably you'll have to search 4chan if you want to have a chance at uncovering the actual document. The number, if you want to join us here at 603-283-6160, we'll get into the World Economic Forum and their predictions for the future. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phone's open. You can join us here. Number 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is, by the way, brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You ready to start learning about cryptocurrency? You want to get away from those banks people are so frustrated with? 
about one in three Americans uh, has any trust in banks, it seems like these days. If you're looking for alternatives, you ought to look at cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You can go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page. You can watch some introductory videos there that will give you the basics about the world of cryptocurrency. And it's, a, it's an important thing that is, even though it's quote-unquote down in price, it's only down to 2020 levels. So, yeah, it's not bad. No. It's a good time to buy. Uh, yeah, this used to be a record high, right? Like right now, 19000 used to be something that n- we'd never seen before. So for a lot of people, it might be a good opportunity to get in. But you, sh- you ought to learn the basics first. So head over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page, and you can do that there. Uh, it's Ian, Aria, and Conan in the studio here tonight. Phones are open as always. Conan, you wanted to get back into the World Economic Forum. These These guys keep coming up. They've, they've gotten all kinds of visibility within just the last two years. I'd, I mean, I'd heard of them before 2020, but I don't think we spent any significant time talking about them in any meaningful fashion. I and think a, a lot sudden, of people, I think the, the two years had people locked down mm-hmm. and just staring at a computer screen with lots of time on their hands, and they, they had more opportunity to, to research these guys. And, of course, you have more YouTubers and more podcasts and more people who are waking up to this and they're talking about it. Well, and I think it's really that. important because this is not... And by the way, this didn't just start two years ago, and it didn't just start no. in 2016 when this article was written. It's been around for decades. Decades and decades. Club of Rome. Uh, you know, this is the, these, these depopulationist elites are, have been around for many years, and that's what's their... It seems to be their main, their main goal is that there's too many people on this planet. I don't think it was the podcasters and YouTubers and all of that, though. I mean, the New York Times was was pimping the World Economic Forum and the Great yeah. Reset. They had an entire section. Well, I'm talking about the people who were actually calling them out. Yeah, there's, there's lots of people. there's lots of legacy media that are that are that are covering this. Like this, this is a Forbes article, yeah. uh, and they're they're giving the World Economic Forum this uh, this oppor- this opportunity to 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 call their case. But the point is that. Mainstream media may have paid attention to them before 2020, but it got huge exposure in 2020. And it it was due to a lot of companies like the New York Times coming on board and parroting this World Economic Forum agenda that they've been pushing. This great reset, which when I first heard about it, I felt like I'd heard of it before and... But I hadn't. I, I remember we checked it on the air once and I couldn't find any evidence of it existing prior to 2020 right but yet they have still had these plans for a very very long time and they just came up with this new name for it i think essentially the build, the build back better is the new is the new name the new 2022 name that everyone is uh oh is that uh, world economic forum pushing that too all the it, who knows mm-hmm. but i know that a lot of leaders out there are pushing the build back better you know everyone from trudeau to was, boris johnson biden. to biden everyone's used it uh, I, mm-hmm. What is the difference between build back better and make America great again? Build back better is you break it, and then you build back better. In, in build your, back better in, is in a your, in your image, that what you your progressive image. I mean that's true for MAGA as well, though. I mean, for if you want to make America great again, you have to first make it ungreat. No, no, no. You, you just you just start making it great again. You start well, from you, you have to operate. I mean, it has to be ungreat before you can make it great again, right? That's what they. That's what the conservatives have been claiming. It's already ungreat. It's ungreat right now, and I think a lot of people agree with that. We just went through the the list. Most people in this country are not happy with American institutions. The supermajority. I would would say that for Build Back Better, though, it's also already broken. They they don't have to break it. 
I, I think that they're going to break it as much. It's this all is, just this slogans. Is this is boot camp. That, that you, you was take, sort of my point. To me, MAGA yeah. and Build Back Better are equivalent. They seem very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. In my book, no. Build, well, build back book, better is you intentionally break it as much as possible. You inflate the money until it's until it's at, so out of control that it that the hyperinflation. But they you, won't you, admit that. You get everyone locked They're down. Not you say you that. get everyone to quit their jobs. Uh, you you kill off a, a portion of the population from. Uh, but they don't say that stuff. And that could all be true. Of course, of course MAGA, they don't. That could all be true of MAGA as well, right? Before you can make it great again, you have to first make it completely miserable. You have to get everyone fired. You have to lock down. You have to do all of these things. I disagree. I don't think that that I don't think you could talk to any conservative who thinks they that you they that who, patriots who who think that breaking the country any further uh, is the is the correct response. Well, you're not going to find any average Democrats who are like, yeah, we need to break America. Yes, you. I beat them all the time. These are the ones who who will throw a rock through your windshield if they don't <laughs> if they disagree with your bumper sticker. I've never met any of these people. These people exist. Well, it is true the World Economic Forum is pimping Build Back Better. You can find examples of that on their website going back to 2020. Yeah. Well, this, I I wanted to dig these. These are articles that I've been familiar with, the the eight predictions and, of course, the, uh, you know, live in your pot, eat bugs and be happy. Th- these are articles from 2016. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to go through them and, and, and see how far we've come in six years. Right. This is like before the election. Oh, likely. yeah. This is, this is Biden. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Obama. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, this first article from 2016, Forbes, uh, welcome to 2030, I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. Woo-hoo. Mm. Now, Does it have who wrote this thing? Ida Aiken okay. wrote this, uh, and the, he is a who? He's a contributor for the World Economic Forum. So mm, this, is right, is. this is right from, this is their spokes hole. I don't believe for a second that this guy doesn't want privacy, though. I mean, the elites want privacy for themselves. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they want to eat their steak. You're not yes. going to see any of these elites. You're not, Trudeau is not going to eat bugs unless it's, on, unless it's ca- on camera to convince all of the peons out there that it's good to go. Mm-hmm. And then he's back at home eating steak and drinking sure. wine. Welcome to the year 2030. Welcome to my city. Or should I say our city? I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. How do... <laughs> I, I, All right, I'm intrigued. <laughs> it might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. Is he Every, eating Soylent Green, he, too? The, there, yeah, there, yeah, he is. He has already given his body yeah. to the state. That mm-hmm. so when he dies, he's going to get chopped up and become solid green for the next God. guy. They're yes. all naturalists. Is that is that correct? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're not going to eat him. They're going to feed his body to the grasshoppers, the crickets, <laughs> which is going to be consumed by the people. There you go. So, you know, this is because everyone, no one eats meat anymore. It's right. only bug protein. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. Everything you considered a product has now become a service. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. Okay, one I don't by want food, one. I don't want food as a service. I, I I don't even know what that means. But I don't. I want you're my, in the you're in the food service industry. No, I, yes, but the food itself is not a service. The food is a product. Well, I don't see how you can separate food from ever being a product. I, I'm I'm curious if they give us any more detail on what they mean I by think, food think, as a service. I think they mean they're gonna they're gonna deliver it to your house. That we've seen happen already. It's already happened. So that's why I'm going. This why we're going through this because I want to see how far about, we've come. Yeah, I'm not just talking about Uber Eats or DoorDash. There's the subscription services, right? The hey, box I'm, that you get every month. Believe where, me, I deliver to many mm-hmm. customers who get these who who subscribe to these services. And it's not a terrible idea, honestly, right? Like as far as I, I've never done it myself. It depends but, on it depends on the shipping. 
And I don't think that uh, people are paying shipping according to what it is actually worth. I think there is some deal, and I think that Amazon is being subsidized by the taxpayers. I think if you actually paid the, the, the proper shipping, people would stop having dog food shipped to their doors. I don't know if we got any of the Food Box subscribers listening to the show tonight live. If you want to call in and tell us about your experience with this, uh, the number is 603-283-6160. I know Matt and Nikki right next door, they subscribe to one of them. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. You can join us. Uh, We're talking about the World Economic Forum. This group of elites, business leaders, and politicians. I mean, it's basically the Bilderberg group, right? Without the secrecy. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's secrets in the World Economic Forum. There must be. But they put their meeting online. Oh, it's all online. They streamed it. So they just are right out there with what they want to do with the world, which, of course, when you try to understand what they're saying, it's a lot of market speak kind of gobbledygook, uh, word salad stuff. That's right. They wanted a commodity capitalism or something like that. Stakeholder. Stakeholder capitalism. It was a lot of buzzword, word salad nonsense. Yeah, it's something that their founder, Klaus Schwab, who's like this total evil villain looking uh, straight out of of character, uh, James James Bond. Bond. Uh, Has he ever actually like contributed anything of value to the world? I mean, he's been doing World Economic Forum for the last 50 years. I'm That's sure nothing he of value, yeah, though. I was going to say, I'm sure he thinks it is. But uh, so You could say the same thing about Prince Charles. What has he done for the world? Well, and I would he, certainly say that royalty in general has not. nothing. He reminds yeah. me of Car- this Karl Schwab guy. He reminds me of Karl Marx. You know, he, he thought he's a lot. He's got a statue of and Lenin. And he wrote a lot. Of Vladimir Lenin. Or oh, that's whatever. right, he does. Yeah, a bust or yeah. something. In his, like, it's behind him whenever he's on video. So that's all you need to know about this guy. I mean, he's a he's a psychopath. Obviously, but World Economic Forum, Conan, you have their this is vision. One of, this is one of their spokesholes mm-hmm. who wrote an article about what if he, this is his the vision. This for is his vision, and uh, he's ex- he's laying it out. You know, the first thing he talked about was he has no clothes. Everything. Yeah, he doesn't own. I want to get back to that because that's the that's the weirdest part of this to me. Right? You, like, do they just live in naturalist society? No, there's no way. It, well, it, well, that, the problem with this whole article is none of this will ever work. They're going to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying as we speak, but it's just it won't hold water. He has at the no end of the car. Day. He that, has no what was it like? No, no clothes. No house. Everything is everything is is just available for everyone to use. Look, nudity won't work here in New Hampshire. It just it gets won't. cold. Yeah. yeah, it gets way too cold. Like even here in July at night, it drops down to like fifty degrees or whatever. No one's walking around naked. No, there, there will be clothes, Arya. But you'll be sharing them with everyone else <laughs> at the it's same like, it's time. Like a, it's like a huge commune. No, you, you, you can't. Well, <laughs> so yeah, the, no, the, does the, he get into? I mean, yeah, uh, he does. But okay. the, so the first right. on the list is everything is a service. I don't want someone else's used clothes, man. I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm not a stop right. You know, if there's something the second hand or something like that, I don't mind. Free, put the clothes in the free washing machine with the free so, so uh, yeah. uh, uh, I'm gonna uh, guess detergent. I'm gonna guess what here. I've not seen, I believe we've seen this article before, but we didn't go all the way through it the, on Free your, Talk your, Live. Your brand new fresh sneakers will be brought to you on a drone, and I they'll be dropped off saying, in your yard, and you'll open them up, and you'll put them on, and you'll be good But they'll be, be mine, go. right? No. No. So here's what I think would be happening, is they're probably going to, you talk about dropping off the clothes at some sort of you know government washing facility. Yep. Well, then you just pick the other clothes up, right? like being in prison. 
Right? Yep. You don't. That, that was exactly what I thought because I've seen clothes and you know other materials as provided by the government. And when you get your fresh clothes and your fresh sneakers, it's, you get it's your, a jumpsuit. You, you get yourself a fresh um, sheet for your bed and mm-hmm. a pillowcase and a new pillow. A plastic uh, pillowcase and a plastic yeah, sheet. So you, yeah, Actually, you know what? It's not like, well, I can't speak to prison. I can speak to jail. At least in the New Hampshire jails, you do keep the same clothes that you're issued upon your arrival and you have to put it in a separate bag that goes into the laundry and you get your set of clothes so that's just that's not even the case but that's probably what they're talking about here is where you will just constantly be sharing clothes Mm -hmm. with with other people which means they don't want you to have any individuality right they will issue you the specific colors or whatever that the government there will be three flavors of pop tarts Mm -hmm. it'll be sizes there'll be three flavors (laughs) of ice cream yeah, there'll, be, yeah. there'll be one type of bean. There'll be one type of well, potato. Rem- remember in uh, the in 1984, you get a chocolate ration, and that's it. That's it. You don't get three flavors. Yeah, but if there's anything I've learned from you know years of you know watching documentaries and stuff like that, is that no matter how badly you lock down people in prison or whatever, and you allow them no individuality whatsoever, they find a way. They will. That's and they, true. And they always find a way to have something like alcohol, as disgusting as it is, mm-hmm. they manage to make it, they manage to make tattoos, they always find a way to express individuality. That's these, true. These people like the World Economic Forum, they want everyone to be this homogenized blob or whatever, Except but themselves. people just don't work that Except way. Except themselves and right. their buddies. They want everyone else, the peons... Living in their cubicles, playing video games, and getting high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's and a re- failure. What what they want to do is a failure from the beginning. It's a non-starter. It if will they never can, work. If they can get the people high enough and low IQ enough, they can do this. They can pull it off. Nah, people love their individualism just too much, man. Hmm. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. One by one, all these things became free. So it ended up not making sense for us to own much. First, so- can- no, if it's free, everyone's going to ha- hoard it. So, okay, l- I want to go back to what we were talking about before with the food boxes. And again, if you're out there and you've got you've got one of these subscriptions, call in. Because some of these things, like cars that you don't own but you use, some of these concepts... There won't be cars, it'll be bi- just bicycles. Oh, you're going to have to have something. Oh, it's, it's, where in, and scooters. It's too cold to be on a bicycle some months of the year. But... The the point I want to make here is that there are economic factors in play that will move people towards some of these ideas that that you know World Economic Forum doesn't have to lift a finger it will just simply yep. be economics. So for instance the idea of the car that is not yours but you use and other people also use. So not not quite the idea of an Uber driver driving you around because that's sort of that. I think people are already kind of doing this. This uh, exists. This, this is, yeah, it's called a zip car. Yes. And they exist specifically in cities. So you're not going to see it in Keene, New Hampshire. But they also do it with the scooters. And there's a scooter yes. problem all over the place. Where they that's just, what I was they, about to ask about. They just like throw the their stupid scooter, scooter right there in the river when they're done with it because everyone's <laughs> a-holes. Or they, yeah, just, so. or they just leave them in the street, and before you and know it... And there's going to be problems. I mean, these cars are not going to be as nice as whatever car you might own personally, right? Yeah, why does this car smell like vomit? Oh, yeah. I know why, because there's a dead bum in the backseat. <laughs> there's, <definitely some laughs> there's definitely some challenges with this, but for somebody that lives in a city, and we are not those people, but for the people that do live in a city... You can't afford to own a car in a lot of cases. It costs too much to park the damn thing. Now, a but, lot of times it's just not worth it because no. you don't have to travel that far. Correct. Uh, and there's there's public transportation that is fairly ubiquitous, so you don't really need to have a car if you live in a place like New York City. 
but you may still need to use a car from time to time. It just if you only use a car f- five times a year or a dozen times a year, it doesn't make sense to own the thing. But if you can just walk to the car, you know, walk a block away, and there's one of these zip cars sitting there, and you can just pick it up and take it, and then you leave it wherever it is you leave it. That's pretty convenient. And I can understand why that service exists, and I can understand why people would would utilize it. And so they're talking about those sorts of concepts where you are able to use a certain thing, but you don't necessarily own it. How is it different from like Enterprise and other car rental services? It's more in the moment, I guess. Uh, you don't. I don't know what level of uh, application. There's probably a credit check or something like that. You probably have to sign up for an app, and then the app gives you access to the okay. car. Yeah, right? the, I think that the most important for the zip car to actually work is knowing who used that vehicle last, last. so that you can charge them accordingly. Right. If they if they're if they're the dead bum that dies they in the back of the back seat or something yeah. like that. I mean, that's what I was saying because I've rented cars before several times, and it's always a usually nice, well maintained vehicle. I mean, sure, the person who drove it before me, you know, just drove the hell out of it, but when they returned it, it was in good condition. They changed the oil and things like that. Yeah, I think one of the other differences, again, having never used this service and only ever hearing about it, uh, one of the other differences is when you're done with the zip car, you leave it where you leave it. So if you get to go to a meeting and somebody else picks you up or you walk home or whatever, you can just leave it sitting there on the side of the road. And then somebody else, they you know look up on the app that they need to use the car and it's the nearest car to them. So they go to the car and they get into it and they drive it somewhere. Yep. Is the uh, is the idea? But the difference okay. is, is the people are renting. It's a service that they're that they're actually uh, subscribed to, as far as the zip car is concerned. This guy, this visionary, is you wouldn't he, even have to pay for it. He's saying everything's free. That's crazy. Of that course, it, but, yes, it is. Yeah. But I mean, maybe if everything is maybe if AI is is con- in control of everything. We got robots cleaning the cars and and making all the product. Maybe this maybe this is a kind of a Star Trek. Uh, mm. uh, what's the what's the uh, the replicators. replicators? I mean, who? But okay at, with the, those. at the end of yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, who? fixes the, the damn replicator. replicator. Well, who makes the replicator? If we get to replicators by 2030, I'll be pretty surprised. And that really will Not change a lot yes. of life. But there's more to this vision that you're yes. going to share yes, here. Yes, lots from, more. Uh, the control freaks at the World Economic Forum. What do they say life's going to be like within a matter of decades? This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Open if you want to join us, the number is 603 283 That's 603-283-6160. We're about the World Economic Forum and their vision for the future. 2030, I think is what they said. Was it, did they specify 2030 that they expect all this to be Six years ago they place? did. Uh, this was, uh, yeah, 2016 when they wrote this, and Conan, you're sharing their vision with us. We'll, uh, we'll dig deeper into that coming up here in a moment, but I do want you to know about Freedom Fest. It's coming up and coming fast within the next week and a half, basically. July 13th through the 16th, our very own Mark Edge will join thousands of passionate defenders of liberty at the Mirage in Las Vegas for Freedom Fest. It is... What they say is the world's largest gathering of free minds. I don't know if that's true after this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival, but it is definitely one of the largest. Freedom Fest is a Freedom Fest is a very big event, and there will be many dozens of speakers there. Mark Edge, our very own uh, co-host, will will be speaking. Uh, plus, big names like John Cleese, Ben Stein, Senator Rand Paul, Glenn Beck, Spike Cohen. 
Justin Amash, Andrew Yang. Not sure why he's there, but they're going to have him. Uh, it's an interesting group of people, and there's one of the things I like about Freedom Fest is it's not all libertarians. There are conservatives that do attend that event, and I think it's important for them to encounter the libertarians' viewpoints. So there's a, a bit of mixing going on, and I think there's there's a good thing that comes out of that. We need one of these for like the leftists as well, though. I agree with I agree with you there. I don't know uh, if such a thing exists. But burning Burning Man. They canceled Burning Man what? due to COVID. Aren't they, oh, what aren't a they bunch too of far, wimps. Aren't they way too far to the to the left? Though? I mean, like these these conservatives at uh, Freedom Fest. I mean, they, they are conservatives, but they're open to the ideas of liberty. They and like freedom. to believe they care right. about freedom versus the people at Burning Man who we're not going to reach them with the ideas of the free market. We're we're just not. no, unfortunately, probably not. But that said, there have been libertarians who maybe Jackalope. No, Jackalope still. Not leftist. It's actually interesting, Conan. We've been covering the Burning Man's in the last couple of years because, despite the fact that it has been canceled, the hardcore burners are still going. Good, and they're still doing their thing out in the Black Rock Desert without permission. They're Good. not asking the government for permission. But you know, to do the it. weirdest part about that isn't it like a just a nonstop orgy. You know, people just doing all kinds of... I mean, there are orgies, I think. All kinds of weird drugs, and everyone's having sex with each other, and it's just... true, but... So it's like pork fest. It's probably a little overblown on the everyone's having sex And then they're afraid of no masks. Well, not the ones who went. Well, right, yeah. So the the leftist cowards didn't go, but the people who were the true hardcore burners, they did go. The burners. And uh, it's a fascinating group of people, and I would say that's a, that's a good answer as far as what you know it would come closest to libertarians mixing with uh, with people on the left. But check out freedomfest.com. Use code FTL50. You'll save $50 off the regular ticket price. And again, it's coming up fast, July 13th through the 16th at the Mirage in Las Vegas. You can join our very own Mark Edge and thousands of others for Freedom Fest at freedomfest.com with code FTL50. To save fifty bucks. All right, so Conan, back uh, back to, to the story. Back to vision. The, back to the vision. This is this guy. He is a, a World Economic Forum contributor. He's a mouthpiece, and he's a he's a spokeshole for them. Mm-hmm. And he's laying out what needs to happen and what we can expect. This was written six years ago, yeah. and they say that this is going to all take place. And they they try to kick a, a lot of this into high gear. In another gear. eight years. Yeah, they, they use COVID as their excuse to build really back ramp better. This up. Build back better. I mean, and you mentioned replicators, right? Replicators, from for those who don't know, it, from Star Trek, it, it can rearrange matter into basically anything you want. Like you tell it, you want you want a new T-shirt or whatever. It I want just a creates, pizza. Yeah, Boop. Boop. and it, it is, takes right? the hydrogen and Earl oxygen. Gray. Mo- yeah, it takes whatever mm-hmm. molecules are around and it rearranges them into whatever you want. If such technology like that existed, I could see how this sort of world could work, where everything is free, no one pays for anything, because at that point, scarcity has, for the most part, ceased to exist. But the key difference here is that they're not just saying everything's free, they're saying that you won't own any of it. Because if you've got a replicator in the market, the free market... But, that was, but that's Star Trek as well. I don't think they... they no one if, owned that ship. But if you get a rec- replicator in a free market, you own the things that you replicate, right? Like, those are your Like the 3D printer. Yeah, like a 3, 3D printer is sort of an early version of this But this, this person is saying if everything is free, that why why would you want to own anything? People want to own things. That's just what they want to do, which is... Exactly. Why, that's why this is going to be hard to implement. One but of if the you take why. away the status element of that, where anyone can have a Mercedes because mm-hmm. all they have to do is tell the replicator they want a Mercedes and yep. it will just generate one for them, I think at that point people will stop wanting to own one as much because it just won't mean anything. They, mm-hmm. they can have a new one at the, at you're the talking snap about, of you're a talking finger. You're talking about individual, individual uniqueness is, gonna, is going to shine in that 
I, in that, that, that I think that's the only thing that, that could shine, right, is the individual, the individuality. Unless everyone's high. Well, even on then, the, on, everyone's still an individual. Being high doesn't keep people from being individuals. It just means if, they're if, high. If you're laying on your couch all day watching soap operas, I mean, because you don't care about anything. Well, I, there's plenty of people that get high and are productive. Not Soma. When, if, have you, have you if, had Soma yet? And if no. there's replicator technology, Soma, why the hell not? Soma kills all drive. You are just a total uh, peon, loving your job. Uh, Look, if I can just shout at my wall, hey, I want a new you know, Mitsubishi Eclipse, and it generates it. Well, then why not sit around all day lounging? It, it, here, but here's the problem. I mean, that's won't, paradise. You're not going to have that option to have that Mitsubishi. It's going to be uh, it's just going to be one type of car. The government It's going to be the government zip car. Which, of course, didn't work, work real well for the uh That's the, why none of this the, is going to work. Russians. That's why <laughs> I prefaced all of what I was saying was like, if replicator technology existed, I could see how these sorts of things will work. But if it's just this, here's your government-issued car and your government-issued sandwich and your government-issued apartment, no. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. People require their individuality. Here's some of the things that need to happen. First, communication became digitized and free to everyone. Then, when clean energy became free... Things started to move quickly. Transportation dropped dramatically in price right, so and made no sense. <laughs> we're already to the world that could not, I don't think, possibly exist yeah. clean in the energy. next 10 years. First of all, clean free energy, energy and then free energy. Yeah, yeah, we we started happen. in fantasy land and we only went crazier after yeah. that. Um, free well, energy would be great. I mean, that's essentially, I guess you wouldn't really even need free energy to have a replicator because as long as the technology exists, you could still pay to put whatever Who are you paying? Who's, who's working? Well, let's let's who's, just who's, say solar. Who's fixing the damn replicator? That's all. Who's installing robots. the replicator? Okay, we, we we have to have robots. Mm-hmm. We have to have a benevolent AI who's taking care of us all. Let's say that they just run off solar, right? So so then so it is essentially free that energy. That would then be basically free. Yeah, You'd yeah, have but, a yeah, limit. but who who makes who manufactures the solar panels? Who installs them? Who replaces them when robots. they finally die after twenty years? Robots. Where are all these materials coming from? Mm-hmm. Robots. It's gotta, all right, so we got to have robots, and it's not <laughs> and it's not happening in the next eight years. No. So transportation dropped dramatically in price. It made no sense for us to own cars anymore because we could all drive. We could all call a driverless vehicle or a flying car for longer journeys. Um, excuse me, longer journeys within minutes. We started transporting ourselves in this much more organized and coordinated ways when public transport became easier, quicker, and more convenient than the car. Yeah, I mean, this is clearly a vision for a city dweller, right? Because people outside of New York City, Los Angeles, these major hubs, there's not a bunch of cabs around. Like, this, person, go- this person has ideas about the people who are not on board who don't live in the city oh, and yeah, actually live out in that. the woods. I definitely want to hear about that part. But they're, they're not they're not go good on, they're not good for the system, but the, I can tell you that. The last time I went on the Uber app in Keene, New Hampshire, there was one or two cars available. Oh, like, you got them when they were busy. Really? I mean, yeah, I've spent, you know, hours upon hours like well my car was at the shop or whatever, spent hours trying to find an Uber. If it's not a priority, work. just leave it sitting there. Alternate between Uber home. and Lyft or whatever is just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, finding one car here in Keene is amazing. So, I mean, it's just to, to, to consider that these ideas could ever, you know, or in any significant amount of time, come to the this rural is, this areas. Is sci-fi, it's unbelievable. This is sci-fi that, uh, that even this movie wouldn't make sense to me. No, yeah. you're right. It, it's science fiction. This guy, he's, he's clearly just writing sci-fi. But this but is their vision this is their, statement. This is not just this guy. He is writing for this whole group. 
This is Klaus Schwab's vision. I this know, is they're writing sci-fi. It's never yeah. going to come to reality. They've got people like the Walmart CEO on their board of MasterCard. directors or whatever. Yeah, big names. They can spend all this. the money on this crap yeah. that they want, and it's just gonna it's just gonna blow up and fail, just like Facebook's Meta or whatever else. Oh, the, remember the stupid Walmart shopping app that they had for the the metaverse? I mean, yeah, it was god awful. I do. I mean, they they can create all of these grand visions and spend trillions of dollars on it if they want, but the average person that they're just not this malleable. Yeah, I, certainly, I don't think the outside the people outside of cities are not going to no, accept they, this. They, not, not a, not a, not a, no doubt. Sometimes I use my bike when I go see some of my friends. I enjoy the exercise and the ride. My bike. Oh, <laughs> good point. Good point. It kind of gets the soul to come along on this journey. Funny how some things never seem to lose their excitement. Walking, biking, cooking, drawing, and growing plants. It makes perfect sense and reminds us of how our culture emerged. Out of a close relationship with nature. Oh, Who nice. gets excited from growing plants, right? Uh, I do. Uh, are you excited? You're like, boy, look at that plant growing. I'm he so really excited. Love, love I'm, his a, I'm actually addicted to it. I'll talk about that. In, in, There's in, more in coming segment. up here in uh, in moments. By the way, I've got the food security article by World Economic Forum, and, uh, and as you guys pointed out, the one of the suggestions they have here is to make sure you got enough food is not gardening. It's all about centralization yep. and governments, uh, and it's terrible concepts. More coming up though. We got hour three on the way. Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. You're invited if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Oh, yeah. And Conan. We're going to continue coming up with more of this grand vision of the World Economic Forum, what they want to push down people's throats by using mega corporations and governments that are in their pocket all around the world. They are going to push this hard in the next decade uh, if they get their way, and we will see. Uh, There's more to that story, and Conan, you've got that. We're going to continue it here in just a moment. But first, we go to... Greg, calling us from New York City. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, y'all. Yep, Greg, I try to build stuff to counter all those uh, top-down people, and they're unelected bureaucrats who uh, are, uh, I guess, not even uh, elected in a country, but they are just simply there to oversee countries and tell them what to do. Um, yeah, I think, I think those, are, those are the real uh, problem, p- problematic people are those uh, unelected uh, deep state type, uh, you know, lobbyists and whatnot, lobbyists and the and the guys writing? I'm not cared about. I don't care about the Pelosi and you know, she doesn't really have all that much power. It's the person that's writing the bills for her. Mm-hmm. What companies? What companies? The orga- organizations yeah. are writing the uh, those laws that she is signing. I don't really. This it's yeah. Who does that stuff? I mean that's the scariest part too. Most we, most your average American gives no consideration whatsoever to that. They assume that you know Nancy Pelosi and all these others are the ones running the bill. But as we, as Jim Babka talks about all the time in our commercial breaks, you know there's the Affordable Care Act or whatever act where it had some provision allowing them to monitor IRS tax returns or something from average citizens. And the senator who proposed the bill was like, I didn't write it. Yeah. I didn't put that in. I didn't yeah. even know it was there. And everyone's like, term limits this, term limits that. It's like no we'll term limits. Any- are- Aren't going to make any difference because right. they're not actually writing these these bills. What were you calling about tonight, Greg? No, they're not even reading it. I just want to say one other thing. Yeah, um, you know, people talk about fat cats, 
but there is a group called FAPCA. Has anybody heard of FAPCA? Yes, uh, this is essentially a group of bankers globally that set policy that is adopted by you know central bank types, right? What are they called? FACTA. FATCA. FATCA. Like FATCA. F-A-T-C-A. So they basically go around telling governments, okay, you're going to implement these things because we can't have offshore tax havens and all these kinds of things. Everyone's got to fall in line. And if you don't, you will be cut off from the world economic system. Yeah. So, yeah, these guys you know, have been in the news with regards to cryptocurrency. That's how I first heard about them. They were trying to cook up essentially global regulations for cryptocurrency. And like you're saying, Greg, they they cook this stuff up and they then present it to their members and the other governments of the world. And they say, we have said this is what you will do. And if you don't do it, you're on the outs. We're going to cut you off of the banking system. It's very, very interesting. So, well, let them do it. I mean, if there's anything that I learned from watching Russia get, quote, cut off from the banking system, it said it's, it's a survivable phenomenon. In fact, uh, Russia is probably that's, thriving as a result of it. Yeah, that's because Russia has been prepping for mm. for decades. So, so have I. Buying gold, uh, making sure they have all their own resources. They've been re- they've been getting ready for this for a long well, time. And they're also a big country. They have a lot of resources to themselves. Uh, plus, and they, they still have lots of clientele. They have lots yes, of customers. They have the, Germany. They have their allies. China, India, yeah. Turkey. So Russia's preppers, basically. They have been prepping. Yes, ex- exactly what I've been telling everyone in this country to do for years now. Russia's been doing. All right, Greg, what else? Yeah, so basically you've, now you've got the world being uh, split into two parts, the East versus the West. Really weird, but you're getting a lot of countries now leaving the dollar hegemony. You've got Saudi Arabia now selling their oil, I think, for Chinese yuan mm. and treasuries. Um, and you've got India, Pakistan, China. Uh, Africa is heavily invested in by China. I'm sort of surprised to hear that Saudi Arabia is, or any of these countries, like, if you've been accepting the USD, and suddenly you don't trust that anymore, why would you trust an alternative? Shouldn't the lesson here be, okay, we need some real payment here, some gold or something. Because they kill you. Not a different fiat currency. They because can't they, kill them all. They, they, no, they will kill you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they can't kill us all, man. I'm talking about these, these global leaders. I understand. Who don't want to play ball. If they, become, if they don't play ball, they become North Korea. They become Iran. They become Syria. Gaddafi. They become, exactly, that's what I'm saying. If you or, try to create your own currency and try to do your own thing, they will kill you. Or they become Russia. Russia can do it though. Russia can get away with it. They're a big big enough country. A lot of these countries could get away with it. And that's why there's that's why you have these little countries that are allying with Russia. And Mm -hmm. or they're not are they not maybe maybe not allying, but they're not going against anything Russia's doing because uh, they they can see the writing on the wall. I'm just USD saying, USD they, is going out. They should just take it one step further and not replace the USD with the ruble or the yuan mm-hmm. or whatever. Replace it with actual money. Well, there has been a talk, and I don't know if it's gone past the talking stage about putting some sort of a gold backing to the ruble, which of course would be an incredible game changer. But why any central bank would make that choice is just a mind boggler. Because so they think... want to make libertarians in the United States support the Russian government. Yeah. Well, that's not worth anything. Uh, All right, Greg, what else? So, yeah, so basically everyone having their own currency is kind of the idea of Intercoin, like my project. And basically the idea is that everyone should have their own currency, and some towns do have their own currency. 
Uh, Sri Lanka right now could definitely use uh, their own currency because they ran out of dollars. Sri Lanka is basically broke, and they have no fuel either, so they can't even get to work anymore. Um, I think it's really important to have your own currency before you get a crisis like that. Yeah. By the time you have a crisis, it's kind of too late at this point for them to adopt their own currency uh, for, for that kind of stuff. Is um, it the point of a currency, though, that is, you know, is supposed to be commonly exchanged and not unique to this particular community or that particular community? No, the libertarian vision would be everyone can have their own currency, not one global currency I, for the whole world. I, I know they could, but that sort of defeats the. If I'm using X currency and Ian's using a different currency, we have no way of, you know, we have no way of making any sort of economic activity happening because we're each using our own different currency. That's why a currency is a common means of exchange, right? Well, Ian can tell you that Intercoin can help you with, between communities. So, yes, within one community, you could have your own currency, just like you have your own language or culture. But then as you go between communities, you need something like the Internet. And that is why the Intercoin uh, project has Intercoin. Uh, the local currencies are local, but Intercoin is global and it tries to help them interact. Okay, with but each just, other. just to be clear, though, Greg, that's just your vision. Yeah. Intercoin doesn't exist in that particular format yet, right? Like it's just something you are looking, working towards. It's moving towards that, yes. Uh, I can't say that it's a global platform as of right now. But we're starting Um, to see some of, uh, you know, there are things like Miami coin and New York City coin. I don't know if they've caught on in any way, shape, or form. But there are attempts to create some sort of a cryptocurrency. These are outside of your project, Greg, but uh, some other people are working on those things. Uh, they've, the, like a lot of cryptos, you know, they've done dismally in the last several months. But I mean, uh, wouldn't like Miami coin, I, I assume that's an ERC20 token and New York City coin no, is probably... something else. Or a Bitcoin cash token or some kind of token. But wouldn't they all be convertible to like Ethereum or Bitcoin cash or whatever? As long as they're supported by exchanges. Yeah. They're, they're built on stacks, which is a whole other animal and it's... Um, uh, it's it based around this company funded by Union Square Ventures. No, unfortunately, these coins are Miami coin in name only. No one in Miami actually uses that coin, as far as I know. Well, this is a problem uh, that the cryptocurrency yeah. industry has uh, all over the place, right? Uh, I, I didn't want to get into it with Doug Scribner, who brought it up during my speech at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, where he said that uh, Florida was this cryptocurrency mecca. And I said, you mean Miami? And he said, yeah. And I just pointed out that, you know, we've actually got a real community here in New Hampshire. You can go to and look on the coin map at Miami, and you cannot find Jack Diddley as far as places that actually accept any cryptocurrency whatsoever to physically go and buy things with crypto. And uh, thank you, Greg. That is definitely, I appreciate your call tonight. That's definitely the biggest challenge I think that cryptocurrency faces is actually getting people to adopt and use it instead of this hoarding it. Yeah, this idea of, <laughs> oh, well, let's just hold on to it and hope it goes up in value. Uh, actually use it to buy things. Like we're seeing in some places in the world, like uh, New Hampshire to some extent, uh, the islands, the Caribbean, some of the islands are really killing it with Bitcoin Cash. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are opening here and you can join us. The future of society, World Economic Forum, they've got a vision that they're pimping and they're doing it in a heavy way. They've got a lot of money and they got a lot of big corporate and polit- uh, political supporters. they got a lot of people in their pockets. 
And Conan's got their vision that was released in 2016 for what they want to happen by the year 2030. And we're going to see how far along they are about that. We're going to continue with the discussion. And your calls, of course, are welcome if you want to weigh in at 603-283-6160. Coming up uh, in just a few months from now, there's going to be an event that our very own Mark Edge is going to be speaking at happening in Prague. October 21st through the 23rd, this is basically the opposite of the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum wants centralization and total control, uh, whereas the Free Cities Foundation is holding an event called Liberty in Our Lifetime, where they are going to have a theme of parallel structures for progress. They'll be exploring physical developments and parallel structures emerging uh, in education and finance that offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in the future. They want autonomous cities and intentional communities springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives and actually own things. So if you want to go and learn more about this, you can attend the Free Private Cities Foundation conference. Uh, You just go to their website, lifetimeliberty.com. You can use code FTL20, and you'll save 20% on your early bird already discounted ticket price. It's once again, lifetimeliberty.com, code FTL20. The event is October 21st through the 23rd, happening in Prague. Lifetimeliberty.com, code FTL20. Uh, Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico, and then we'll continue with the World Economic Forum vision. Go ahead, Sarah. Yes, so they're going to do that. They want to do that prisoner swap with that basketball player, Grinder, that... But who is they? The U.S. and the The Russians. The U.S. and the Russians. Yes, they wanna. They want. They wanted that basketball player in exchange for a Russian prisoner. But I was more fascinated with the the person that they want. Wait a minute. Hold on. The the U.S. has a Russian prisoner. We have to have. No, the Russians have the basketball. Yeah, but lesbian. But who's the right? Who? What? What Russian prisoners do the, do the Americans have? Does the U.S. have? That's the what. That's what I'm intrigued with. He they made a movie about this guy. He was the one that um, handled all the bombs. He's the one that. That's why they want him back. And uh, somebody did made a movie about his life. Oh, what, so whose I, life? Well, about the prisoners that they want. The Rus- This is the Russian prisoner that they want in exchange for the basketball player. Okay, so you don't know this guy's so, name? Okay, so I found no, something I, here. Uh, this is an, uh, a month-old story from Sports Illustrated, SI.com. Brittany Grinier is a WMD NBA superstar, so she's a basketball uh, pro. She's being used as a pawn, they say, by Russia, which has imprisoned her for allegedly being caught carrying vape cartridges with marijuana oil. Should the United States government play politics in return with a prisoner exchange involving the release of the so-called Merchant of Death? The man in question here is named Victor Boot, or Bout, B-O-U-T, and he is known for being uh, portrayed by Nicolas Cage in the film Lord of War. Ah, Bout okay. is the, in the middle of his 25-year sentence in federal prison after he was convicted of conspiracy to kill Americans relating to the support of a Colombian terrorist organization. So this seems like old news at this point. Uh, Apparently this woman is on trial right now. Uh, According to an updated story, this is from The Guardian, and it was published just a few days ago. 
Brittany Grinier is now on trial in Russia on these drugs charges. Arrested like one week before the stupid Ukraine invasion. How do you, yeah. like, that? How do you like that look? A lot of people think that it's actually is a message. Russia was sending a message to the, to the U.S. Well, it's certainly not accidental, right? I mean, they knew when they arrested this WNBA, what did they call her, superstar, that mm-hmm. they knew that, you know, it was going to make the Americans unhappy. I don't think you're a superstar in any sport unless people who are not of fans of that sport recognize your name. I don't think you can qualify no, as a superstar. Yeah, I don't think anyone in the WNBA is a superstar. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, smash these people who they've yeah. made this their career, but like, aren't you making like 40 grand a year or something like that? If I remember correctly, WNBA is not the NBA. Yeah, if, I, if I've never heard of you, you're probably not a superstar, right? Like, like Serena Williams. I've heard superstar. of that person. Yeah, I've heard of Michael Jordan. Tiger you know, Woods. Uh, you, you hear of some of these people. Uh, but I guess we're hearing about her now. Okay, so, that's fair. Uh, the fact that she got she's arrested. A superstar of now getting she's a, a superstar. <laughs> she's the superstar of getting arrested <laughs> for marijuana yeah. in Russia. But will we remember her but, name uh, in two hours? Yeah, but the thing is that what's more important is that she, like you say, I don't think she was all that valuable. The person that they want is a lot more valuable. Yeah, there's no it's way rude, in hell rude. they're going to hand over the Lord of War uh, to you know in exchange for some girl that had some marijuana for a twenty. Allegedly, he, it's a twenty-five year sentence. He's yeah. in he's in half of it, and she's talking. They're talking about giving her ten, 10 years. years in prison. Twenty. So, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Conspiring with a terrorist organization to kill Americans, he gets sentenced to 25 years? Yeah. While Ross Ulbricht is in two life sentences plus 40 years? This is why people don't like the, 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 the court system. The court system in this country. I know. Yeah. I just want to draw particular attention to this. Yeah. That, you know, the Lord of War, 25 mer- mer- years mer- in the, prison. The, the Merchant of Death. The Merchant of Death. Ross Ulbricht ran a website, two life sentences plus 40 years to me the most important aspect of this story and i did hear something about this person being arrested is that there's actually people in the u.s government calling for her release while at the same time the u.s government has not just ross ulbricht but tens of thousands of people behind bars on similar charges there are a ton of people in the federal prison system who are there for completely non-violent quote-unquote criminal acts or selling pot across interstate borders or something or just transporting or you know going into an airport like this person did and getting caught trying to you know put a bag of marijuana on a flight there's people in this prison system here in the united states who many of them are probably in prison for longer than 10 year sentences and these officials quote-unquote in the u.s have the gall to demand this woman be released i'm not saying she shouldn't be I think she should. Yeah, but they should release the others here in the United States as well. Get the plank out of your own eye first before you worry about what's going on half a world away. But, but, but Putin... Yeah. He's bad. Putin he's, bad. He's the new Nazi. He's the new Hitler. I would also point out that if the United States did release all of its nonviolent drug offenders, then it would actually have you know a credible leg to stand on. It would on. have a moral position from yes. which they could come from. You yeah. say, hey, look, you, you're wrongfully imprisoning this person. We won't stand for it. Instead of like, hey, we want to put that person in prison. Turn her over to us. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's going on. Thank you, Sarah, for bringing that story to the forefront. I, I do appreciate hearing from you. I don't think you're going to see that swap happen. Who, who knows? Maybe. Or, or, maybe, or maybe, well, I mean, this it's the big ask, right? I mean, Putin's like, uh, or Russia's like, you know, what, what's the, what's the biggest ask we can, we can try to sell here or buy here? Let's go, let's go for the merchant of death. I don't it's, know why they would want the merchant of death. He's, the, it's their guy. 
I think. I'm sure the yes, U.S. Apparently. has plenty of Russian spies that they've captured that, they, you know. Well, they're asked, the they ask for the merchant of death and maybe they'll get one of their um, embassy dudes that uh, okay. got, got yeah. sucked up during the, uh, I don't know. We got more on the World Economic Forum coming up here and uh, there's this vision that they've put out there in 2016. Kind of you start I, wanted, I wanted to look and see how far we've come along. I'm not convinced we're anywhere near no. their 2030 uh, expectations. In fact, I'm just going to say no. I mean, I really hope we do get to the free energy part. I think that'd be pretty sweet. And clean. Um, but yeah. So we'll continue with that here in, in moments. We'll get more of their vision, and you can share your thoughts as well here on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. Don't forget, you can join us online, and you can help support Free Talk Live, as a number of our listeners have done. I think around 70-plus of them. So thank you to everybody, including Carlos, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS program Carlos joined as a platinum level supporter, which means he's doing at least twenty five bucks a month. We only ask for five, so thank you, big time, Carlos, for the support. Uh, you can go to amps.freetalklive.com and you can do that there. That's amps.freetalklive.com. You can use your PayPal, you can use your debit card, your credit card through the Patreon that we have set up. Uh, once again, it's amps.freetalklive.com. You get some cool benefits for doing that, and we definitely appreciate your support. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Conan, let's get back into the World Economic Forum, their vision of you owning nothing and being and happy. Being happy. I'm going to so skip way on down because I wanted to go through these points and try to try to figure out what they think needs to happen before we get to this point. And basically, here the bottom line is free energy is very important. Uh, driverless cars, lots and lots and lots of robots and lots of AI uh, doing everything so that you don't even have to work. So that's just, why you, I'm could, not- you could just you could just stay home. Uh, you can you can play around in your garden. You can paint. You can make music. You can do all this all this stuff uh, because Which every, because great. everything is because the replicators are hard at work making everything for you. And and I'm sorry, that's just stupid. I mean, it sounds great, right? And I, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but if it my, my concern with these people, I mean, I realize they have these great evil plans, right? The, these, this is how it's, they want to we, direct we, the world. We know that it's evil, but they, but this, right. that's well, it's the last thing in their minds. Yeah, they, think, they, they think that what they're doing is benevolent. They believe they're doing good, and I'm, I'm fine with that. They're going to fail either way. Central planners always fail. Always. What these people are trying yeah, to do true. is they're just trying to centrally plan the next forty to fifty years of society and human evolution, and to take I, to take care of the cattle. Because that's how they see us as cattle. They always fail, but that doesn't mean they won't fail and hurt a lot of people when they try it. But the Uh, cattle starvation, it's it's coming. But the cattle are going to do whatever the cattle want to do, and it doesn't matter what these particular people say. Not all, you know. When you're when you're raising, there's a reason central planners always fail, man. When you're raising sheep, you always cut their horns and you always get rid of the the angry Mm -hmm. nasty ones. I understand that. Those are the first ones you eat. But humans aren't sheep. Uh, there well. we are. We are being no. It's coming. 
There, See, are, I, there are more and more docile, if central planning worked, docile the cattle. The Nazis would have been successful. The Chinese government would be successful. Well, they did successfully exterminate millions of people. I mean, yes. look at the Russian government, for instance, under communism. I mean, there were, I don't know how many millions, but it was more than the Nazis. But right? all of like their grand killed. schemes collapse sure. over and over and over again throughout human history. Central planning just does not work. All right, let's talk about the dissenters that you're that you're going on about because I'm going to be people like us. Yes, I'm going to skip. Yeah. I'm going to skip way on down this article. Well, we're just the fools nope. who stick our necks out. The average person is not going to go along with this stuff either. I think you. I think you'll have your your conservative uh, Christian types, and I think this is what this person mm. is is referring to in a second. Okay. The mark of the beast types, right? Who don't want to get the chip or whatever implanted yeah, yeah. in their forehead? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, My biggest concern is all the people who do not live in our city. Those who lost on the way, those we lost on the way, those who decided that it became too much, all this technology, those who felt obsolete and useless when robots and AI took over big parts of our jobs, those who get upset with the political system and turned against it. They live different kinds of lives outside of the city. Some have formed little self-supplying communities. Others just stayed in the empty and abandoned houses in small 19th century villages. It sounds just fine to me. I mean, great, right? Live As I predicted, live. this is a city dweller's uh, vision. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 she's and the title says they're all right with not having privacy, but maybe not. Once in a while, I get annoyed about the fact that I have no real privacy, nowhere I can go and not be registered. I know that somewhere everything I do and think and do and dream is being recorded. Whoa. I just hope that nobody will use it against me. This only bothers her some of the time. Him, him. Wow. him whatever. That would bother me all of the time. Absolutely. Being on a, you know, walking into a store and they immediately knew who I am and what to sell me. All she can do. Minority Report style. All he can do is hope. And he said even his won't. dreams are monitored and registered. That's crazy. All in all, it's a good life. No, it's not. <laughs> it's much better than the path we were on, mm. where it became so clear that we could not continue with the same model of growth. We had all these terrible things happening. Lifestyle diseases, climate change, the refugee crisis, environmental degradation, completely congested cities, water pollution, air pollution, social fear, unrest, fear. and unemployment. And we lost way too much people before we realized that we could do things differently. Look, I, I, look if I, I'll give it to him. If you invent a free energy source... Yeah, you can make all that stuff go away. No, but but here's the problem: but when it, when when you provide everything for everybody, what what are they going to do with themselves? Idle hands, man. Want. Idle hands make do the, the devil's, devil's work. work. That, that's Be- what Christians say. No, that's, it's true. That's to it is absolutely true. Stuff in their bedrooms, you, man. We we need. We need something to fight. We need. We need. No, people we, can make art. People can write stories. People can read, and I don't care if they have everything. If they have all the food and energy they want, they just sit there so watching Netflix. When I don't everything care. is being provided for you, you just become a lazy fat slob. And the next Who thing cares? you know, you're just laying in. I, that's I not. Think, that's not good for society. I mean, obviously, you can do whatever you want. It's your life. It's your body. But I got to agree with Conan on this one. I mean, if you care about people generally, you don't want them to become lazy, fat slobs. If it's they're happy, for- if they're happy, I, and they they're they're fine with they reduced lifespan and all that, I don't care. Let that, them do what that, they want. And there's the end of society as we know it because fat fat slobs who no, can't get off the, the couch the are, are never going to make babies. No, exactly, it's the end of the fat slobs. It's and not that's the end why of the people. I don't know, man. I see a lot of fat people. It seems like they're making babies just fine. 
I, but health wise, I mean, it might not be. They might not be long lived if, oh, yeah, if, they, they, if they're dying at thirty five and forty because they their hearts are exploding. So no, see, maybe. this problem will fix itself. The skinny people out there, the healthy ones out there in the villages, they'll continue procreating. Society mm. will fix itself. It's That's, nothing to worry about. And, I, I, and I'm not worried about it. The pendulum will swing back. Uh, the human, the human cockroach, as Al Pacino called uh-huh. uh, called us, uh, is going to is going to survive this, this meltdown. It's yeah. very resilient. But uh, every now and then, there's a the, the 80 year cycle. I'm sorry, uh, you know, weak men create hard times, mm-hmm. and that's where we're at. Does he continue after the point that you just? No, that's at it. The end I, of it. That's it. Uh, we need robots. We need AI. We need clean energy. And we need some. We need something taking care of all the jobs for us. And it's to, also to get to this crazy, point, though. Not happening in eight years. Being no. like, oh, we just need free, clean energy. Okay, yes. If you solve the problem that is scarcity, and suddenly no one has any desires or needs whatsoever, sure. If you create paradise on earth, things will be fine. But I mean, even you if, can't just start at your assumptions at that particular point. Even if we could get all of our energy from, say, the sun, you're still going to have solar panels that are going to need to be manufactured and installed and replaced and mm-hmm. if we don't have robots doing that there is no such thing as free energy it will can, never be free can we get into the eight things this here like now here are the here are the actual eight predictions is that, this written by someone else this is written is, is this is straight off this is from sari parker who is sari uh, she's also a contributor uh-huh. Uh, for also, the world, this is their for, website. for the World Economic Forum. This is from the World e- e- yeah. e- e- Economic Forum. So, number one on the list of predictions by twenty thirty. By twenty thirty. Okay. Or this is when twenty thirty rolls around. These things will be in place. Implemented. Okay. All, is this recent or is this the? This is also from twenty sixteen. Okay. This is their, lay, their their rollout. Number one, all products will have to become services, just like that other guy said. I don't know what that means. It it's... Right. Some of these, these I understand food, games food, as a service. Food, food being delivered to you is a service. The, Your car the, the, being... No, because there's still a product there. They've still, added the service of delivery to the product. No, I'll give you... Like, games as a service is a thing that exists like now. Where you don't own the games, you, you pay for the subscription fee to and like Microsoft sucks. Xbox or whatever. Because if they turn it off, then you Well, they don't have to games. turn it off. They just... They don't support this game next month, right? Yeah. And you don't... You can't do anything about it because it's a or service you that you're paying for. You or don't actually you, have that game. Or maybe they decide they don't want you to play games anymore and then you get banned from that. But I imagine they're going to get specific with what they mean by this, yeah, right? Uh, P- appliances, clothes, the house that you live in, the car that you drive—you don't own any They're of it. They're talking about it's, renting it. It's all—you don't even rent it. It's oh. all—it's the robots are taking care of everything, right. but you—but all these things are provided for you as a service. Food, I guess, because you actually but consume it. But it's a product, it. not a service. Food is a, food is a, a product, but your—but the car that you don't own, that everyone uses—that's a service. That's a service. That. There's more coming up here. Yep, it's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. Aria. And Carmen. Lots uh, that we've covered here tonight. If you missed a moment of the show, you can always go download it over on our website, freetalklive.com. You can also subscribe. Via our RSS feeds, a.k.a. our podcasts, you go to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to those feeds there. You'll also find links to some of the major platforms on which you can uh, easily subscribe to the show. And uh, it's free to do that, by the way. You'll get every episode as they are released right into your favorite podcast client. So head over to feeds. 
www.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones here, back to the World Economic Forum, eight things that they want to shove down our throats. Uh, but first, Jack in Washington. Go ahead. Yeah, they're they're shoving that down our throats. I think there's going to be, I don't know who it was, they said that countries that survived, I think it was Mark, for hundreds of years fall within a month. And I think when that dollar collapses and the whole earth is based on the American dollar, the collapse is going to turn into, is our society prepared? They've been preparing us for the apocalypse for how long? All these movies, The Living Dead, I mean, go endlessly. And well, the whole world been... isn't built around the dollar, right? Only only part of the world is. But he's making a good point. I mean, there is a lot of reliance on the dollar globally. And uh, and when and if the dollar falls, it's going to hurt a lot of people. And by the way, I wouldn't say they've been preparing us for any of this. They've just they've been warning us. But but watching a post-apocalyptic Mad Max type movie isn't preparing you for no. being able to survive any of this. You're going to die. Well, if that's a 200-year-old movie or 200... 100-year-old movie, Metropolis, maybe. Yeah, it's, you know, and then you have, uh, what, Citizen Kane. I mean, eh. Well, I'm not sure what you're trying to say here. I think there's a lot of, like... Are you taking survival tips from Hollywood? No, I'm saying, no, not at all. I'm just saying that something's going to happen. Dollar drop. Are these people going to be as prepared as they think they are? They're not. Well, I mean, no, certainly not. The average person out there is not going to be prepared at all. I mean, 60 to 70 percent, I don't remember the exact number, but most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. They're drowning in debt. I think it was something like 60,000 was the average American's debt. I mean, that's including children, right, who don't have houses and things like that. So, no, they're not prepared at all for a collapse of the dollar. They're living paycheck to paycheck. They're drowning in debt. They don't have anything saved up. They don't even have a full tank of gas, man. These people are going to die. It's getting worse for sure. Thank especially, you, Jack. Especially if you live in the cities like this visionary, this World Economic Forum visionary wants everyone to, to, to be. They, to live because, in the city. Because if you don't, you're one of the discontents. And within a month, all of those people, with the true collapse of the dollar, within a, within a month, all of those people in New York City, half of them are dead. Thank you, Jack, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Let's get back into this uh, eight things the World Economic Forum wants to see by 20. Number one, all products or services. Yes, Aria Food is a product, but the guy delivering it to you, or the robot, excuse me, delivering it to your house, or the drone is part of the service. It's part of the package. It's part of the app. I think that means something different, and I'm going to have to give it some more thought, but like that's like saying that, you know... Uh, the Uber driver bringing me dinner or whatever, that makes my food a service or whatever. No, the service is the delivery of it, but there's still a product there. They're saying there will be no product. And I want to know what what mechanism they're using to, to make that claim. Because I, I think about if, games as a service. If, if, if a human being isn't actually growing those roaches, they aren't growing those crickets, it's a, it's a robot that's doing it all, maybe you could classify it as more of a service than a product because, I mean, it's... It's not really something that was created by hands, hands on. I think we should continue on this. Number two, there will be a global price on carbon. And you know they've been talking about this forever and ever. Um, this is a government tax. It's, it's, a, it's right? a new tax. Well, of course they do. We're carbon-based life forms, and they want to control all life it's, from the planet. It's just one more tax that are heaping on top of all the other taxes. taxes. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's just it's just another another level of control. That Remember? one I can see them implementing. That's yeah, easy for because because right? they're Passing they're already tax. doing it in some countries. Uh, number three, U.S. dominance is over. Uh, all no more superpowers. There's just going to be a bunch of little small 
uh, governments that uh, I hope that one comes true. I mean, yeah. that'd be great. Except they're going to be controlled by. Do it by November, please. By these elites, <laughs> by the elites that are calling these shots as we speak. I can't help but make that joke every <laughs> single time. I, mean, I just can't. Hospitals, the t- or hospital technology, no more. Everything's going to be printed. They're going to be printing organs. Um, okay, I'm fine with that. Fine. Yeah. I mean, if I lose an arm or something like that, go to the hospital, have them grow me a new one. I think that's great. And then you've got a bunch of people on waiting lists for yeah. organs that they have to get from another human body. If they can just generate those things, then that's yep. fantastic. And, and the price will come down. And it's not actually in this article, but uh, there'll be a vaccine for everything. I mean, if you, get some, if you get some open source nanobots that you can like inject and they go through like shooting bad cholesterol in your veins or whatever, <laughs> cool. I'm also good with that. As long as it's open source, right? Because I don't trust what the medical exactly. industry would right. have. And, but it's like, also, and it's also not in this article, but you're all, everyone's going to be chipped so that they can monitor, you, they can monitor all of your organs, well, I mean, your, vi- your is, vitals. Uh, so you're just walking down the street and they know, you, they know when you're going to well, have a heart attack. The so, they can, fit, right? so they can send you a, a text saying, hey, look, uh, yeah. you need to stop. Uh, they know what you're buying. They know which, where you're going. Uh, next one. Number five. We are eating much less meat. Because what, we, what, because what are we eating? Bugs. We're bugs. eating bugs. I want to hear this one. Do they have like a description? Rather like our grandparents, we will treat meat as a treat rather than a staple. Professor of Population Ecology at the University of Leeds, UK, says... Is that true? It won't be a big agriculture or little artisan uh, producers that win, but rather a combination of the two with a convenience food redesigned to be healthier and less harmful to the environment. They don't actually say bugs, but you know that that's That's what's coming. coming. Or or they're paste. They're uh, they're, they're genetically uh, grown in a laboratory. Food paste. paste. Mm -hmm. Like like this... Like they have in the Matrix. Remember the scene in the Matrix where but they that like wasn't even, but that wasn't slop? even meat. It was like no, it wasn't. Meat. It was like a slop. It was like, it was like a, a gruel. Yeah, I, 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 I want to turn that, back that to may, this. That may or may not taste like tasty wheat. That's right. But like I, that doesn't seem accurate. Like my grandfather, I, I can't imagine him living in a time where he couldn't. They had you know local butchers and stuff like that going all the way back to the forties. Sure, it, it's not like meat was some scarce thing that people didn't have every single day. They they could and they did. Maybe during the depression. Yeah, sure, that but that was unique in to. itself. But yeah, but they, but they ate a lot of produce too, especially grains. That's 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 really how civilizations thrive. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, is, this is, is obviously their... a push that they are working on. They're trying to normalize things like eating bugs. They want to uh, push veganism and things like that. And it's just, again, this is one of those hard ones that it's going to be hard to push on the people outside of the cities. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, I mean, I love eating meat. It's delicious and satisfying. And I'm sorry, I like I like veggies too, but they don't sure. satisfy in the same way. Oh, they don't. Really, I'm not really happy with uh, some of the nutrients. The nutrient facts that uh, that come from the bugs and from the uh, the soy the soy products that they're creating these mm-hmm. these not not a meat burgers and whatnot. Uh, I don't think they're really healthy at all. See, I haven't even gotten that far because, like, I ate a salad for lunch and that was it, right? And I've been hungry since, mm. knowing that, you know, if I had just, you know, had a burger or something like that, I wouldn't be hungry now. There's just something about the meat hits differently. Yeah, the protein it, it's, it satiates. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, number six, and I don't know why they are focusing on Syrians, but today's Syrian refugees, 2030s CEOs. So I guess they okay. that was 2016's uh, refugee. Uh, there are plenty. There, there, are pl- there are plenty of refugees throughout the globe. So I mean, I don't know why. I don't know if refugees are as likely, but it's definitely true that immigrants, people who choose to move to a place, are more likely to be entrepreneurs and more likely to. 
be of that particular mindset, they start businesses yep, more yep. more often than native-born Americans. But so, they also cause problems too that they don't get off their their tushes, and you know they don't. Well, most people who choose to move here have the intent. Well, the, refugees are usually that's being forced saying. out. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not so sure if it applies. The next to thing you know, they're living you know underneath the bridge, yeah. and it's causing problems. Well, they didn't choose to be refugees for the most part. They just had to get escape one terrible situation for one where they, you know they weren't at risk of being blown up by the U.S. government. Right. Number seven, the values that built the West will have been tested to the breaking point. And I guess, uh, if I remember correctly, this is really uh, blaming democracy for a lot of a lot of the issues, a lot of problems. Uh, and 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 it, the and, World Economic Forum wouldn't blame democracy. Uh, and, they love and, that and stuff. And U.S. the U.S. Republic. And the way that it operates and works is basically it's it's had its day and it's and its time and it's time to try something different. Well, well that's certainly the narrative they will put forward. But I mean, monarchy has had its day as well, and it's time to put for something different. We would agree that it should be something different, but I don't think we would agree on what. Yeah, I don't want Klaus be. Schwab being the no. president of the globe or his buddies or, or anybody or any of his buddies. We don't need any more presidents ever again. It's time to try freedom. Yeah. That's Number, what will make pr- true prosperity. True Number long-term. eight. This will make some of you sci-fi guys happy. By the 2030s, we will be ready to move ho- humans toward the red planet. Woohoo! Hmm. Which is another uh, seems a bit too soon. Which is another uh, stupid prediction in my book. I don't even think that. Uh, you know, let's go to the moon first. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it seems inevitable that humans will get off of Earth. Let's let's and go get somewhere. let's get out of the and Van Allen British <laughs> belt. Prove that to me that we can do this and go back to the moon or to the moon for the first time. However, you look at it before we start talking about Mars. Come on, man. Yeah, that's not happening by 2030. If there's even anyone on the moon by 2030, I'd be shocked. Because remember, governments are in charge of space. Supposedly, they're launching they're launching uh, missiles into the moon. See you tomorrow online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. Iconic guitarist Eric Clapton's lifelong passion for the blues burns brightly in a new film and soundtrack release entitled Nothing But the Blues. The documentary film, which was nominated for an Emmy Award, has been upgraded to 4K for its long-awaited official Blu-ray and DVD release. The new soundtrack album features all of the music from the 1995 film and also includes more than an hour of previously unreleased live performances, Eric spoke about his lifelong love and respect for the blues. But really, the bones of the thing is coming from inside me and my need to pay back um, the tribute to all these people that I heard from day one, from the cradle to the grave, really, that, that I want to emulate and pay back and say thank you to. And I'm actually trying as hard as I can to replicate what they did, but it doesn't come... I mean, it still comes out as me, which is the beauty of the whole exercise. Because I used to think that pure imitation was not good enough but of course there is no such thing and I'm finding that out and it's as close as I try and get to the original it still sounds like me doing it that's iconic guitarist Eric Clapton whose long-awaited documentary film and music soundtrack nothing but the blues will be released on multiple formats on June 24th order now at ericclapton.com 